Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fast on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 On a Friday, a Friday, uh, this is the first day in two years that World Cup soccer hasn't been on. The other day we get like six games, today none. Great scheduling, world. Um, Last comic standing last night. Shocking turn of events, much like Spain going out in the first round. Jimmy Schubert out, gone. Some fucking show. I don't understand how you have a show about stand-ups that doesn't have, that doesn't put stand-up to the very end of the show. Um, see if Molly comes in. I want to see if there's somebody to talk to. I don't want to. Freak you out. You're having a bad day today, Fez? No, I'm good. Oh, then you would have said something back to me. Um, Schubert is uh, gone later on. Fez will give back, um, give out the prize later for the funniest chatter in his room. Alex in Chicago, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Let me put away my uh, Chicago beef right now. Oh, good. Help yourself. Load up on it. Hey, I know you don't like to. Uh, country. <laughs> I know you don't like to uh, rear view mirror, mirror that shit. But what do you think about bringing Funk Fridays back? Yeah, it's in the rear view mirror. All right. I thought maybe you want to go way back in the Cadillac and bring back Funk Fridays. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Huh? I couldn't do it. All right. Raw dog comedy. Raw dog comedy. Um, Molly, I want you to get on something for me. You're my Ace Cub reporter. You're my Jimmy Olsen. Get to the bottom why Shia LaBeouf went so bat batshit crazy okay. last night uh, on Broadway Cabaret, and why he thought it would be okay to to heckle, smoke, uh, fight with cops, and then cry when he gets handcuffed. I think that he is. I think it's a publicity stunt. Uh, most people doing a publicity stunt, other side, other than the Reverend Al, don't want to end up in jail at the end of it. It's a pain in the ass in New York City to be in jail. Yeah, because <laughs> it takes you 24 hours to get out, even if your lawyer's there, right. they have the money. It's a pain in the ass. You're in the fucking tombs. And I'm not trying to be insulting, but like Chris Stanley on a Friday night. It's terrible. 
It takes forever to get out. Uh, I don't think you spit at cops. I think it's a mental breakdown that this kid has had. He also called them the other F word. He was dropping that on the cops as he was getting arrested and crying. Has anybody got him saying it? No one has to say it. It was reported from last night. Right. So I guess you have to to be on camera before everybody yells and screams at you and makes you crawl on your belly like Gary Oldman. You know, I I am this last Gary Oldman apology, and I normally feel for people when they make apologies. But first of all, he said nothing wrong. He, if you look at the full context of Gary Oldman, um, what he said about Mel Gibson and Alec Baldwin, it was really about hypocrisy, right? Yeah. You know that you can't sit around and say that you yourself have used slurs against other people. Everyone has done it, whether you realize that you're saying it about mentally challenged people or homeless people, overweight people, underweight people, short people, tall people. You stereotype. People do this, but we act like we have nothing, you know. But then when Gary Oldman crawled on his belly on Kimmel, normally I'm like, okay, he's got to do it. But this guy was such a fucking great actor when he was younger and is now doing Planet of the Apes and Batman. I'm just like, then this is the world you've picked for yourself, dude. (laughs) You've picked a world where you have to go on Jimmy Kimmel and talk about Team Oldman. When he started apologizing on Kimmel, I thought it was a joke at first. I thought he was like literally acting, like just fucking with everyone. Well, if you go back uh, and read what he said, it, it, it actually made a lot of sense. It, it did not piss me off because he wasn't saying everybody should be anti-Jewish like Mel Gibson was in his rants. He was saying, don't act like you haven't been anti-somebody before. People are hypocrites when they all come out of the woodwork and judge people, but you can't do that if you've got a fucking shitty Planet of the Apes movie coming out, (laughs) and you want to keep that money rolling in. It's a business. Um, What do you? What was the video that you had there, Hicks? The the Shia LaBeouf. So this video was from right like earlier in that day before the freakout of him going out chasing after a homeless dude. In the middle, in Times Square. And some someone on the street just caught him chasing after some homeless guy and fucking arguing with him. <laughs> I love the steel drums. Yeah, you know exactly where that is, though. Yeah. And the homeless guy runs away from Shy, and Shy just then goes at, keeps chasing after this homeless dude in the middle of the street. I, I've changed my tune. I don't think it's a publicity stunt anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was quick. All you got to do is take a look at this kid for a second and say to yourself, you're chasing a bum over a bologna sandwich. You're <laughs> fucked up. Well, it all started when he ripped off that guy to make the short film and gave him no credit at all. And then he started like flying like a banner across the sky in a plane. I, I honestly think it goes nuts. back before that. I think it goes back to Battle of Shaker Heights. Um, I think he's always been a little weird, but it does seem this seems like psychosis. You know, it seems like there's something fucking totally crazy going on. 
I see a lot of commonalities between his situation and Amanda Bynes's. They like remind me of each other. I don't know enough about Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes started setting stuff on fire, and everyone was like, "Okay, that's weird." Is she the kid and who then, threw the bong up the thirty-sixth floor. Yeah. Okay. Now and I then like it. stuff like that started happening where there's actual legal consequences. And now, what was she famous for first? Because I don't know. She was in the Amanda show. She was like a child star, and then okay. she, she was in a bunch of like mediocre movies. I was going to shock you. I never watched the Amanda show. <laughs> Were you watching what? that? It was a TV staple. Is that the one where she played her own cousin? Because for some yes, reason, Disney yes. does that constantly. Randomly. <laughs> All those shows. I don't know. Is there something about little kids that they want someone that just looks like them? Is that why they love twins? Just want to save on casting. I think it's because they feel like they're in on the joke. But they I mean, also realize that it's yeah. the same person. But children just love. And Disney just feeds them one after another. Just twin shows. Yeah. Kids love twins. They love each. They love themselves. It's fucking strange. Uh, Chris, what? You, what? no, no. When you're saying that, it sounds like sexual. I didn't mean it like that. It came off that way. Uh, Shelby, by the way, you're a fucking jinx for Jenkinson Schubert. Look, I just—he came out strong. That this voting is bullshit. I mean, he, he brought it during the whole competition. It's just a popularity contest. Well, I watched the end of it, and I thought his set had jokes. I would just say it wasn't an amusing story about something that probably happened. With There's no punchlines at all. But, hey, your personality is funny. Schubert's was design jokes. I'm not worried about Joe Mackey, too. Um, no one is safe. But you, Adam, is your number one powerhouse up on the Interrobank. Go back and just read now how wrong Shelby was about everything <laughs> on there. He is a giant, terrible jinx. And You're you a little defensive. I'm thinking that maybe you secretly were rooting for Schubert and that you jinxed him. I don't root for anything anymore. That's nice. <laughs> Seriously. That's nice. I was hoping you weren't even watching the NBA draft last night. I don't want you anywhere near sport. Ridiculous. Uh, I know Blowhart is upset with last comic standing. Uh, I, yeah. I can't watch that direct anymore. Schubert never had a chance, and I'll tell you why. He's going to get race. They want a minority or a woman See, to win. Yeah, I'm so worried. It's going to happen. He never had a chance. He's the best. He was the most professional of the of the group. And a guy like Joe Mackey now should win, but he's not because you have these unfunny minority. In oh, jeez. But it's the truth. This is what they want nowadays. Roseanne is an awful judge after her shock therapy and all the medication. Roseanne was a great comic 25 years ago. Uh, the other judges... Uh, Russell Peters, I'm shocked that he's even a, a, a part of this nonsense. And then the weigh-ins or whatever his name is, what the hell has he ever done lately? The judging is off. Schubert is, 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 is a very funny, and, and you said he right, he made jokes. But this show has these people who go up there and they do the same hack stuff. Wow. You know, whether it's... I, I mean, this would... a woman or being a My, my problem with this is it, it's coming from that, and I don't want to just call you a white power guy, but you get to be very white power. No, Ronnie, it's not that. I want funny is funny. And these people are not funny, but because of diversity and all this nonsense, they take somebody like that, like that Ada chick... Who she's about as funny as cancer. She's awful. That's not funny. She's not funny. 
Mm. Schubert is a funny guy. I, I would pay to see Schubert. There's nobody, and other than Joe Mackey. Well, go over to the Stress Factory this weekend. He's working yeah. there. Yeah, God bless him. And, you know, Mackey is hilarious. And if they're going to give a series to anybody, I'd give one to Mackey because he just, he, he, he just has that appeal of just being a nut and funny and different and unique. But the show doesn't want that. The show doesn't even want So what you're saying is Mackey, not Blackie. See, it comes See, off. You know, you to know me, there's a, there's a racist undertone. And maybe I'll only say that because no, I got, a, I got a, a racist email from Flathead last night. <laughs> just furious. It's well, just it was like, also racist and misogynistic at the same time. This guy Schubert paid his dues. This guy's a professional. He knows what he's doing. And then Cheryl Hines comes out to coach. Gee, she, she's hysterical, isn't she? Well, I mean, she is a comedic actor. Was Larry David, but yeah. and LaWanda Sykes is just doing an old stereotypical... All right, oh, I no, can't. It's just Wanda. It's just a joke. I can't do that. On that a nonsensical. The show is crap. And to compare these comics, I'm funnier than him. I'm funnier than her. Who's this audience? And... I mean, he got he got. It's an job. LA audience, you know. It's an LA audience. And you know what? I hope this guy's career takes off now because the last time there was somebody on this show who won. I mean, well, I think he can get voted back on somehow, right? Well, if the fans have the power to do it, we should do it because this is the show that gave us that fan. Right. So let's just just say that Schubert never had a chance. And he was the one that guy. you're checking. You don't even know if they can be voted back on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, why would you say that? Why aren't you answering me today? What happened? Um, I it, just asked the question. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was uh, trying to figure out what they call it. It was um, if you go to NBC.com, the last comic standing page, they have people who didn't make the final cut versus people who are getting voted off, and it's a head-to-head competition there where you can vote Schubert back into the competition. All right, let's put it up on our Twitter if anybody wants to vote Schubert back in. You got to vote him back in. And by the way, Ronnie, what do you think of the Big Brother cast this year? Uh, well, it's still early cliche time, so I can't tell yet. You see that guy who came on and he's trying to already create a character like he hates people. He's like, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. And those kind of guys disappear early, so you never know. It yeah. takes me a while to know whether uh, I'm not... Now, who's Schubert running against in this? Why is he? Did. So every week somebody comes back? It's not every week. One comic gets another chance to come back. And this is one of the guys that was in that top uh, 100 oh, invitational. So, okay, so then they'll all go into, or just two people will go back and it's try a, to get back on? Yeah, it's like a turn tournament. All right, so in the tournament, if Schubert wins uh, this week, he faces whoever got voted off and then he's back in? All right, so the link is up on the iBang, and also uh, Ron Fez, Ron and Fez, um, SXM, go and vote to uh, see if Schubert can get back on. But it's just fucking crazy. Well, we knew this from the beginning. Like when the, when you know when we first started talking about this, everyone was like, it's sort of. Subjective and you know, sometimes. I didn't understand any fucking contest that would vote Schubert off so easily. Right. It doesn't make sense, it doesn't make logical sense, Chris Stanley. I was freaking the fuck out. I should have gave you Flathead's email. Uh, by the way, the halls is up, and it's got a new director, uh, Shelby Lynn. And really, if we're going to be honest, like Molly Bean is right over his shoulder, <laughs> I think. 
you know, pulled some of that himself. We had to make sure that we watched that later on in the program because it was the first time that uh, Handsome Johnny Tubestakes has ever been on an Instagram TV show. And I didn't know they would come in playing the bad guy. But remember, Ben Affleck did that in Mallrats and Days of the Confused. I, if you would have told me back in those days, oh, someday people will like Ben Affleck, I'm like, no, could never happen. He was the ultimate doucheboat in Mallrats. Yeah, he was a douche boat. There's no no doubt about it. But he was just like a redneck prick in Dazed and Confused. I was I was sort of going for like an extras type of thing where a celebrity comes on like Ben Stiller and he acts like a dick as Ben Stiller. That's kind of what uh, Handsome Johnny was going for. I didn't for. know that Handsome was playing himself. Yeah. That's how Handsome Johnny really is. Yeah, I didn't see any difference at all. Yeah. It's in the IMDb. Borderline rapist. I wouldn't you're, go that far. Yeah, you're always bringing up child rape. <laughs> this, there, there was no children involved. Oh, in this. I didn't mean it. I mean just overall. Oh. I'm just remembering that you do that a lot. It's really uncomfortable. I, I think I'm getting pigeonholed here. I believed Johnny's performance, though. I thought it was very convincing. Mm. Like yeah, it made yeah. me a little afraid of him. Yeah, well, that's how he is. So it should be convincing. Yeah. Well, you should be afraid of him when you just pass by him on the halls. So he could snap in any second. Yeah. yeah. Never be alone in an elevator with him. Okay. I do yep. sympathize with Chris, like, just wrangling everybody. It was kind of difficult doing this. Like, they all, like, just, like, <laughs> shouting at one time. I thought it was like, okay, you stand here. Do you, you think that this here. is a director's cut? Dude, come on. <laughs> Stop fucking patting yourself on the back for shooting 15 seconds of fucking iPhone. Is that Kubrick in there? Yeah. Well, they're going, hey, we should get good celebrities. He's making this why out to it? be like Apocalypse fucking <laughs> now. Yes, Where's, you should have gotten celebrities. Why, why can't we have Kevin Hart in this? Where, where do that you see been Kevin fantastic. Hart? That was Norris's idea. <laughs> Norris is correct. She's and thinking. Here's the thing. I've noticed this happen before. If Norris goes up and asks them, he'll do it. So she'll get anything she wants from any dude. Yeah. Because she's Spanglish. She has a Spanglish look about her that's very exciting. More span than glish, though. That's fucking racism, dude. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just observing. I'm well, just you know at what? Why don't I fucking get you a shirt that says, My dad is blowhard? <laughs> Do not get that shirt because I would not wear it. Uh, well, Schubert's at the Stress Factory tonight. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. That's the Stress Factory in New Jersey. I'll go see him before he gets voted back on the show and then we can start and enjoy it again. Um,. Chris, you said you got some Bobby De Niro news. All right, this is odd. So Bobby De Niro's shooting a uh, movie in Brooklyn. That is odd. What are the chances <laughs> of Robert De Niro shooting a movie in an Italian neighborhood? 100%? <laughs> Yesterday they're shooting, and then De Niro goes, hey, we got to stop. I need to watch this U.S. soccer game. He end, And then he, he they start the production. What, well, by the way, what movie is it? Bullwinkle 2? The Intern is the name of the film. Didn't they already make a movie called The Intern? This this is De Niro's version. According to Chris, this is three years ago. <laughs> no, this is now. He says, I gotta watch this film, so they stop shooting, and then eventually he just walks into the person's house, a neighbor... Not persons. Uh, it's, they didn't... They, they, no one knows. It's just, right, it, let, me, let me just tell you what happened. So, he's at the <laughs> movie... They found that they don't have uh, a workable dish for him to watch in his trailer. He's pissed out, pissed off. He goes down the street. He hears a bunch of people cheering, and, and he's like, there's this party going on. So he goes up, 
This is Robert De Niro. Mind if I watch with you? And he sits down and watches the soccer game. And of course, the people are fucking thrilled <laughs> because they got two-time Oscar winner icon Robert De Niro watching with him. He also just seems like a good person to watch sports with. Yeah, because he's not going to talk over he's you. He's not going to talk, but yeah. he will. He will have like a nugget of wisdom. It just every seems now like if then. you start going like this. Bob in Taxi Driver, when you he would just look, he look, just pointed to at the TV. Oh, yeah, right here. It is, is, is. Okay, okay, is. Yeah, I. But Bob, I'd feel uncomfortable. He's because he's, I'd feel very comfortable with Robert De Niro. I wouldn't be able to keep the. I'd be like, holy shit, it's Robert De Niro's right here. I just, I just want to talk to him about fucking movies. Yeah. Oh, no, I would watch the game with him. I would treat him like a human being. I would think. Here's what I would think. Instead of bothering him, yeah. I would think. Here's my chance to give back. Bob, help yourself. Have a Dorito. Yeah. I know you're a little nervous. Here's a stress ball. Squeeze it <laughs> while you're watching this. I'd be awful. Yes, you are, and that's why you don't have any fucking cool, famous friends. No. Just treat people like people. You know. You don't have to treat everybody the way you, you treat Davy Mac, where you're like. <laughs> You're just really? fucking hanging around them, panting and fucking giving them the uh-huh. I don't see that at all. I'm just going by what I, the emails I get from the listeners. They're wrong. They huh? must not listen to the show. <laughs> well, too bad then. Uh, Matt. Oh, he's already gone. He's already gone here. Uh, here's another fucking uh, story. Fez wanted to get us. And I don't like to put you under pressure today, Fez, because you're not having your strongest day. Not the strongest, but uh, I'm good. Maybe you just feel a little lopsided from your from your mustache. Got one side that's way heavier than the other. <laughs> On the iBang, it's got the top Asian American comedians, a list there. And the the gimmick is see if you can guess all ten. So before I click on the link I'm going through it, and I'm guessing Asian-American comics, and I probably get it about halfway through it, and I'm stumped. So I click on the link. I didn't think of one of the Indian-American comics that are on the list. You're not used to calling them Asians. You think you were thinking, and I'm going to go back to your time, Fez, Oriental. Yeah, j I thought Japanese and Chinese. I'm going to say what you used to call them when you were younger, Orientals. Yes, I did. But you realize that it's a big continent. Well, I still... India, I have never thought of as part of Asia. I it mean, is it's part the, of Asia. It's the subcontinent. I've heard that name. They I call it the Indian subcontinent. It's, it's Asia. Yeah, but I thought it was... It's, I thought subcontinent meant, meant it was like just a smaller continent. Name the continents. There's... Uh, How no, many are there, first of all? There's eight, right? Seven. Seven. So and then all now just name them: North America, South America, uh, Eurasia, Eurasia. <laughs> what are you Australia? Talking? What the? Fuck? It's Europe, not Eurasia. Europe and Asia. Ah. All right. This is fourteen ninety seven. What are you fucking? It's talking? all connected in one big landmass. <laughs> but there's borders for a reason. You understand Europeans, right? Yes. Do you uh, do you ever say, "Oh, he's got a Eurasian background"? No, I understand Europe's its separate thing. It's a separate continent. See, that's just that's just man-made. That's not natural. 
Well, then you could say that we're fucking connected to South America, so we're all one big continent over here. Oh, and Greenland, you're your own continent. <laughs> There's only three continents in the world. One, two, and three. And by the way, I don't think that they even use Australia anymore. I think they change out to Oceania or something because they throw the... Um, like New Zealand. And yeah, they, they throw all the little islands in. There's like a thousand islands that are a part of that. I like that. But if you look on that map, India looks like it's more Middle Eastern than it is Asian. Well, Middle Eastern is not a continent, dude. This is, this is a region. I think you're trying to go by fucking ethnic backgrounds. It's Asia, Africa, All right. North America, South America, Antarctica, Europe, and Australia. All right, I always forget Antarctica. Yeah, well, they're a shitty fucking continent, <laughs> as that goes. They, they do nothing. Just so what scientists. were we at, seven? So there's no subcontinent. But I will give you this. No one used to call Indians Asians. I don't think anybody does. They I've do never now. heard that. I, they do now. Uh, because Russell Peters does his tour, and he plays, and they're always saying, you know, uh, a lot of Asians come to see him. Huh. But a lot of it is, you know, Indian people. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I don't know how many Chinese people show up. Although to be totally honest about him, he gets people from every walk of life. Like if there were fucking Martians landed here, they would go. How do we go see Russell Peters? What do we <laughs> got to do to get tickets for that? Is there a way? He's got a wide reach. So I was wrong when I said eight, but you called it. The, you thought there was a subcontinent. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was a separate continent. Like, Pluto is a mini planet. No, Pluto's not a planet. Which, you went to school, though, right? Yes. Did they ever bring up subcontinents? I mean, you took the tests. This one, like, for some reason, they were big on making you name the continents and the fucking oceans. And, and also shit. capitals, too. They love capitals. The fucking put kids. Yeah, state capitals. I don't know. Dover? I don't know what the fuck <laughs> you want from me. Butte? You know? You're just getting crazy with this. And there's one subcontinent, India. India was a subcontinent, but I don't even think that it even it gets that anymore. Where does Pangea fall into this? Maybe part of like Upper Asia, at least. You are really <laughs> fucking Fez Junior. Fez Junior. And Pangea would be. Everything. Pangea is just one fucking continent. It's a super continent, is what it is. Mm. Let's go back to that. Good times. Why don't we take a break here? We'll be right back. Today, we're going to do road trip. Road trip. Uh, and it should be a cool one. Um, I don't think I want to give it out yet. We'll do it a little later on. It's the Round Fest Show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Sirius XM. Comedy Hits Channel 99. This show is available on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand for details.
the Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The filtered excellence is up on the iBang today. Chris, anything you got planned this weekend? I'm thinking about seeing the Snowpiercer film. You know who uh, has brought that up to me a couple times is Leslie. And normally she's right on about stuff. Isn't it like a South Korean movie? It's from a, it's a South Korean director uh-huh. who got he for his Korean films. And then he's making this film for Harvey Weinstein. And it's been on the shelf for a while because he refused to like cut it down. Weinstein wanted, you have to add this thing down, dude. And he said he refused to. And now the actual cut's coming out of his film Snowpiercer. So it's cut or the way he wanted it? It's the way he wanted it. It's the director's cut. I saw it, and I think you'll like it, because it's not like Scott Pilgrim, but in a way that, like, you know, Scott Pilgrim, it's like a high kind of concept. Okay, like Scott Pilgrim too. Yeah. All right, without spoilers, just give us a background what this is around. It's about, about like, there's, like, a nuclear... Something happens where they can't go outside anymore because it's, like, the whole Earth is, like, an Arctic tundra. So they build... Sounds too cold to me. This seems like it should be a winter film. Or maybe I guess their angle is on a really hot day going to see this about the Arctic, Arctic tundra and feel good. Cold. Yeah. So they build this super train that just like travels around the Earth since they can't be inside. It's just going around the Earth constantly, and like the farther you back you go to the back of the train, the conditions get worse. Sort of like in society, as a upper class. Lower class, so the lower class is trying to like revolt against the upper class. Do they call the caboose Astoria? <laughs> oh, Where on. you and Chris live? Come on. <laughs> We're starving and just fucking dirty. So it's like Blade Runner on a train? Is that what you're saying? Sort of, but like, I looked at it like Scott Pilgrim as like, this could, this wouldn't happen, but I'm like buying into this that. You keep like, going back I'm to the Scott Pilgrim. The I'm, there's nothing that, that seems Chris, Scott Pilgrimy about this. There's nothing Scott Pilgrimy about this. I've seen the trailer, he's talking like a madman. This movie is a sci-fi film. It's in the future. The world's fucked up. They gotta get to this train. But here's the thing. When you're on the train, right? Yeah. Is there seven ex-girlfriends that come in and attack you and fight with you? Not that I saw in the trailer. It does have uh, Allison Pill and Chris Evans in it, so that's like half the cast right there. Chris Evans is in a good movie? (laughs) I just saw it because I'm a sucker for sci-fi films. Where did you see it? Uh, online. How can you sit and watch something on your laptop? Where else am I supposed to watch it? Theater. It wasn't out then. No, it's out. You can see it in the theater experience. I can see why you're confused with the Scott Pilgrim, because you probably had a bunch of other windows open in the movie that you were watching. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. To call this thing like Scott Pilgrim. I'm just saying, no, you look at it the same way, as if like you look at it and try to make sense of, oh, why would there be a train? And there's like these really weird kind of surreal parts in it that you look at. Like, don't look at it literally like you would look What's at it. What's the Rotten normal. Tomato on this? Give me the Rotten Pretty Tomato high. right now. Pretty high is not a fucking number. Ninety-one percent. Hmm. Ninety-two, actually. Okay, it's it's rising. Jeez. It's rising By like a hot second. day. Yeah. All right, just went up to 93. <laughs> Review says it's like Scott... If you like Scott Pilgrim, you'll like Snowpiercer. <laughs> um, Scott Pilgrim returns with Snowpiercer. See what Armin White had to say. Is Armin White... Or where is Paulo? Is Paulo around? Yeah, Paulo's available. All right, good. Give him a call right now. 
because I'm going to trust somebody. You know, I want to talk to somebody I know about this. I mean, he's the movie man. Or Jermaine Lassier. Because i got to get the bottom of things. Because I'm hearing spot Scott Pilgrim, and but don't listen to that. I'm obviously not saying that it is like Scott Pilgrim. Was Michael Sarah in it? No, oh, he should be, like some cameo. Is there a cool music scene? I don't remember the last time I was in a theater and enjoyed a film. I mean, outside of my fucking, you know, weird documentaries, but... Inside Lewin Davis for me, I saw like the opening night. And I was like, "This is great." All right, that goes back fucking eight, nine months ago, dude. Wow. I mean, that was like a November release, and we're almost July. July Fourth just jumped up on me this year, and when I was a little kid, July Fourth used to freak me out because I used to consider it midway through summer, and I always used to think, "Holy shit." We're going to be back in school soon. I'd start panicking. So I remember when I saw Jaws and they said, uh, you know, you can't close down the beaches. This is opening weekend for the summer. And I'm like, opening weekend? You're out of your fucking mind, Mayor of, of Amity. You know, Amity means friendship. So you go to movies, then you, like, don't enjoy them, even though, like, you think you will? Because I always, like, know I'm going to enjoy the movie if I'm putting an effort to, like, go see it in a theater. Yeah, how would I know until I watched the movie? Well, I think I would, I would know. Like this is a movie I would like. Yeah, but you're not going to know that until the film starts. So you're saying you're forcing yourself to look like at, the film? Look how everyone showed up to see the second fucking Star Wars sweep, and they all thought it was going to be great, and then it wasn't. You know, you don't know until the fucking film starts. Uh, all right, here's Jermaine Lassier, G Baby. Hey, what's up, buddies? What's the story on this Scott Pilgrim 2, Snowpiercer? Uh, it's one of the best films of the year. Uh, and actually, um, I'll tell you a little bit more about it, but I kind of want to back up Shelby here. It has nothing to do with Scott Pilgrim, but where Scott Pilgrim has this very uh, simple narrative of he has to beat boyfriend one, boyfriend two, boy, all the way up, Snowpiercer has the same narrative sort of idea where Chris Evans' character has to keep moving forward up across the train, and has a sort of hyper-reality to it. Not as much as Scott Pilgrim, but I understood the comparison when you said it. All right, Jermaine Lucier rescuing Shelby. Shelby, take the dunce hat off. You were right by calling it Scott Pilgrim, too. <laughs> um, we should try to get a hold of Leslie, too, because she, she said it was like her favorite film. I heard Korean, and I was just, like, turned off. It, it, there's like a, ha, a little bit of subtitles in it, but like most of the people in it are American. Yeah, it's an American movie. Tilda Swinton gives an insane performance. Like, we're seeing a movie just for that. And there, there's some really great action in it, but it's really more about, it's just one of these like heady action movies. Blade Runner was a pretty F comparison. Um, it, 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 but it's actually more fun than that movie. You know, that movie is a little darker than this. And this has this really crazy, like, uh, the, the, the train stuff is just insane. Like Every car is so different that you never know what's coming up next. You know, i got to ask you, though, this G-Baby, do you ever give a bad review? Is there? I never remember you saying I hate a film. Well, I, I'll tell you right now, there's two movies that came out today that I didn't like. Um, one is uh, They Came Together, which I I'm, I'm, know I'm in the minority about, and then uh, Transformers 4, obviously, which is you'd think I'd love, but I don't. 
I thought I thought you were going to say Transformers Forever. I thought that was going to be your thing. All right, so the Snowpiercer is something I should see over Fourth of July weekend. Oh yeah, I think it's probably one of the, it's definitely one of the better movies out there for sure. Where's it playing at, Chris? It's playing in select theaters right now in New York select City. Select theaters? Give me a theater. I can't go out to a select theater. Tell me where I can go to go see this thing. You can see it at the Film Society at Lincoln Center with mm. the Angelica. I don't feel like listening <laughs> to a subway rumble. All right, so I got to go underground to see it, no matter where I go. Looks like it. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not sure if you'll like this movie or not. I'm interested to see if you think it's good or just awful. Well, I mean, would G Baby and Leslie both say the same thing? It sounds like it's a film that I would. You would recommend it to me, G Baby, because you know I have a much more narrow quarter than you have when you watch films. I, that's true. I, 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 yes, I would. I definitely would recommend it to you, but I can never gauge you. Sometimes I say, I think you're going to love something and you hate it. But I, I th- love I Scott th- Pilgrim. Yeah. No, I know. I, it's, uh, what it's what like, film did I hate that you thought I was going to love? Man, I can't think of one off the top of my so, head. That's just something that people hang on me. It's just not true. <laughs> And then, G- then when I get from Shelby, I would never go to a movie I didn't like. I don't even understand that thing. You don't know. I think he, he just thinks, I paid money for this. Now I have to like it. Now I'm going to jump up and down and start jumping and screaming with the other children. But most movies I go to see, like, oh, this, like, I know what I like. Like, I know I'm not going to just go see Transformers thinking, oh, I hope I like this. And tried like I know I'm not gonna like yeah, it. Yeah, but there's movies that you'll love the stars, you'll love the directors, and it just doesn't work for you that time. I'm not it like it happens to me sometimes, but most of the time But also you don't have to like uh well, you've done it. Haven't you gone to see movies because you had to from here? Yeah. Because the guest is coming in, so you don't always like those. I try to see them in time to say I don't want the guests to come in this time. Right. I went, I went to go... I saw the trailers for Prometheus, the last Ridley Sky Alien movie. You thought you were going to love it. I was fucking obsessed with this fucking movie. I, was, I wanted to love it, too. Hated it. Yeah. I hated that movie in the theater, even though I paid the fucking 12 bucks. Whatever. It's just... It's some it, sometimes it happens. Sometimes. District 9 was like that. It looked great going into it until you actually sat through it. I thought that was great. All right, Jermaine. All right. I uh, look forward to the review next week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that uh, probably around uh, when we get back from the the long July 4th weekend. All right, um, how's it going, buddy? Peace. Maybe I'll go see the comedies that are out, though. He loved that, uh, whatever the hell we are, 22 Jump Street or whatever. Yeah. I like a summer comedy. I'm not going to lie to you about that, Chris Stanley. Well, here's a guy who also loves every single film. Paulo, your life's a movie. Hello, everyone. How are you? Good. Hello, you know this movie that everybody's talking about? Yes, yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's the Korean guy who did the host, but it's not going to do any box office because who cares about box office? Unlike you, we don't sit around and wait for box office mojo every weekend. Well, there's another great movie coming out this week that's also a small movie, but it'll probably even do better than this big kind of action movie, and that's Begin Begin Again. What's this Uh, about? Mark Ruffalo. It's a guy who did once. Oh, God. Yeah, Kira Knightley. Kira, what's going Kira. on with her? I have no idea. She's she starting that. to look like you know, she's frightening me right now. I almost said something mean, and I shouldn't have. But her look is changing very, very fast. You see her on The Daily Show? Yeah, that was, was very weird. uncomfortable. It was weird. 
And Mark Ruffalo, I, does he ever in anything that you really like? I was th- when I saw the trailer, I was like, do I like Mark Ruffalo? I'm starting. I'm pretty sure I don't like him anymore. Women love him, but unless the Hulk, he's not doing that. He's just in kind of romantic comedies. I don't know about you, Polo. It seems like um, you'll just love in Mark Ruffalo films these days. No, it's not that. I mean, I mean, as you can, I mean, as you know, I'm just struggling trying to live the Hollywood dream, and I'm just. Have struggling. you seen the Tammy movie yet? I was going to go see it last night, and then I decided instead to go see something that was I couldn't believe I went to it was a, a Mike Douglas, Michael Douglas Diane Keaton movie by Rob Reiner. As so, I, I had a choice. I had another screening of Tammy next week, so I didn't see it. Did you love the um, Rob Reiner film? Oh, God, it was just. It was just the saddest thing ever. It was a comedy, but it was a really sad kind of comedy because you've got Michael Douglas and Diane Keaton as two, you know, obviously old people and getting it on. That's kind of the best part of the movie. So, uh, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not one of my favorite movies of the year. Rob Reiner kind of did a bad job on this film for sure. I mean, his, his, his relevance and his talents, I, I think, have kind of faded away. Well, he's stopping in here next week, so that's uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. You love every fucking thing in the world until you get a guest. <laughs> um, well, he's in the movie, too. <laughs> hey, Lori. Lori, you're on the Run of Fez show. Upside, let's pull out. Get him back, please. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Ron. Um, I want to know if you got to see Shuff. Did you get a screener for that, or did you go to the, to the theater, or did you not see it? Uh, I saw it in a screening room, I think, and I liked it very much. Yes, So, okay. yeah, that's it's been my favorite sure movie this year. The full experience for that. That's the best movie I've seen in theaters in quite a while. Yeah. Um, so fun. I've been recommending it to everybody. Go find it. Go seek it out. It's worth traveling, like, up to 100 miles to see this movie in theaters. Now, is it because you like the food background, or is there something about the film that you love? Oh, God. When he took the mallet to that caramel, I just, like... Wow. It was beautiful. Like, the food porn aspect of it was yeah. great. But more, like, the, just the pacing and the jokes and the comedy and how um, all of the, um, like, the secondary characters just really pulled their weight without, you know, just showing up and being superstar actors. Like, Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson were lovely in it. General Guzamo played a great, like, character actor without just, you know, playing himself. Like, it's just, it was great. Yeah, I thought it was terrific, too. The music was good, too. Like, nice, lively Cuban music throughout. It was great. Uh, Yeah, I liked it very much, too, and it definitely made me want to go to Austin for barbecue. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't even eat meat, and that was just beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, meat is really good. It's very tasty. You know, know, everybody says that, and I, I ate it a while ago myself. Honestly, if I went to Austin, I would probably, you know, take a vegetarian, like, vacation and just eat the barbecue. I would eat a baby's flesh if it tasted good enough. All right, thanks, Lori. Bye. Take care. Bye. Uh, here's uh, Corey in Nashville. Hey, Corey, how you doing? Hey, boys. Uh, I had a couple of things to say, actually. Blue Ruin is a very, very, very indie movie uh, that you should check out, Ron. That's not why I called. I called because Christopher Nolan's last couple of movies have been, uh, eh, but his trailers are amazing. He's got the new M. Not Shyamalan where he makes new, like, great trailers, but the movies are so-so. And if you know, trailers, Bad. I'm I'm done with them. The Interstellar is bad. What was the the last Christopher Nolan Inception? The... Inception, Dark Knight Rising. Yeah, it was Dark Knight. Then Inception. yeah, I didn't care for that. Dark the uh, the Inception is probably a movie that I said 
overall, I didn't like, but it stayed with me way longer than most movies. So there has to be something there. I remember that is something Jermaine and I were arguing about, um, and I and I certainly disagreed with the ending of that movie. Where I don't think he ever got out of the dream. You know, that was, and everyone told me that he did, but you know, I, there was some part of me that said I don't like it because it was too heavy on the visuals. And but at the end of the day, I, I would have to say, how many movies still are you thinking about and bothered about? And sometimes that is what you want in a movie. There's barely any. And Inception, I I still watch it whenever it comes on. I mean, I always jump into it. I saw the who's the writer for um, Crash. Paul Haggis. All right, I had Paul Haggis in this. Uh, uh, I went to see his film. It runs on Ron Bennington interviews, uh, which I should have taped those openings of before the show for the site, but because uh, uh, we won't have this room at three, we got to get send Molly in. I gotta get Molly to remember something for me. Um, but anyway. Even though overall I couldn't say I was a fan of that movie, it did bring up a lot of personal stuff with me where I'm like, yeah, I need to straighten out a couple things in my life. We need you to keep a schedule of the things that we all say we're going to do. Okay. Um, Like yesterday after the show, we said we're going to cut the RBI openings for the site, and then we didn't do it today when we had the chance and we're not going to have a studio at three o'clock that's the kind of shit that gets us all mad at each other and gets us all saying how can i fucking trust anything that you say right okay and you're good at all that because i see you always have the notebook and pen with you always like a tattoo it's like a tattoo with you um robert you're on the run of fez show Hey, Ronnie, uh, Fez brought up District 9, and uh, didn't that come out during his uh, so-called boycott of going to the movies? Well, he did. He went to see movies while he was boycotting them. That's, oh, uh, oh, yeah. oh, okay, my bad. Yeah. That was well before the boycott. Uh, so, Paula, I got you back. Sorry about having you cut off yeah. there, buddy. Uh, you know, BL's coming up here to see us in July. Uh-huh. Uh, to take care of Fez, and I thought that was your job. Well, again, I I don't want to call Fez unless he calls me back, and so I just let time go by. I mean, my problems are very bad right now. I'm holding on, waiting for something good to happen. I'm, I'm constantly working on things, and, uh, you know, I have I, a I lot don't of know bad- if I'm crazy here, but I think Fez... Investing in your friendship would be an investment into his future. I think that he could invest into Paulo and actually take care of his future through that. Because one of these films is going to come through for you. I would hope so. I mean, I just have. I can't talk about anything right now. I know Police Academy signed it. It's not our script. I can't say that because the studio heads got together and made a decision. And we were cut out of it. But that's fine. I mean, we're, we're working Why on Why is that things. fine? That was your big dream to well, write the next police the academy. Yeah, it was one of the many things we're working on. But it's actually good for us in a way because that means they get money and they might throw us a little bone while we're working on these other things. And I'm saying, you know, we're just trying to keep going. But I'm. What kind of money I, did you expect for that script? Well, if we, if we had gotten the script, we would have gotten like maybe 200 grand each, which would have been great. 
But since we didn't get the script, we're not going to get anything like that. So if that's a long, that's a long any- drop from two hundred grand each to nothing each. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, well, absolutely. And then I had another script which I'm not going to talk about, but it was Oscar pedigree, Oscar material by an author who did Oscar work. Uh, and and I wrote it myself and turned it in. Well, I don't even want to go into it. It's so so wait. So you did an Oscar winning <laughs> screenplay no, on somebody else's Oscar winning screenplay? No. In other, I, I, it's best I just stop now. And maybe I'll talk about it in a few weeks or not if I'm if I can hang why don't on. You write, why don't you write it to me in an email? And I I swear to you, I won't say it on the air. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Okay, that's fine. Um, in any case. Um, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just doing the best I can to keep going. But but I would love to talk to Fez every day. I have three or four friends who I talk to every day. I would have no problem with doing that with Fez. But I don't feel I should call him. I know the I last feel- time where you were up here is the last time Fez had a positive uh, gay experience where he went out and spoke. Uh, at just, a gay thing, and everybody liked him and came up to him after. And he's never had another one of those without you pushing him. I would love to, but the problem is, is that he works very, very hard. I've seen that, and I can verify that. And because of that, huh? he does. He works very, very hard. I see Fez, uh, when I was up there, working extremely hard. Does any of it make the air? Well, but you know what? I mean, I'm here. If he wants to call me, I would gladly talk to him. But I need help, too. Right. That's the problem. He's going to meet you I, halfway. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing well at all. I mean, sure, if one of these scripts came in and I got some big money, I would be the happiest person in the world. I wouldn't have a trouble in the world. I'm physically and mentally sound and solid. and would. I don't have the physical problems that Fez has. But I would carry him around on my back. That would be if, if fucking I, fantastic. <laughs> what was that? What was the name of those two people? Master Blaster. Uh, you guys could be Master Blaster. <laughs> I mean, that's my problem. I have one single problem in my life, and that's that I don't seem to get this look. And I've, I'm writing all the songs and putting up the videos. Your songs are fantastic. I think. What they was are. this I big mean, hit video- that we loved? That was uh, that was gotta go. All right, let's listen to this. This is a little. This is gotta go by Paulo. It's time to go. Time to go. It's time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Time to go. How do I go? How do I go? Where and how? Where and how? How do I go? Now, first of all, your singing is fantastic. Yeah, it's okay. But, but lyrically, what were you trying to say in that song? Were you, were you saying you needed to stay here? Well, okay, I, it was confusing all, for me. I didn't know where you were going. I have 500 songs at least, and I'm trying any to get of many many good. videos up. With, huh? Are any of them worth listening to? Yes, they're all good. I think all of the videos I put up are good. But here's the point of that song. It's just kind of an old-fashioned Frank Sinatra type song. You know, Frank Sinatra dice? It sounds like somebody's like going to run the lyrics into him, and they can't find him, so he's just stalling. 
you know, exactly. It's a vamping type song. Exactly. I think Shelby. Okay, gets. Shelby. Right for the second time today. He's my fucking go-to guy. He understands how all the movies are connected. What these that someone was supposed to bring in lyrics and didn't. So he vamped. <laughs> Exactly, and it's 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 a lighthearted, fun kind of wrap up the show. I gotta see you later, folks. You know. And yeah, I said, oh, you're wrapping up the show. The imaginary show is ending. It's the encore. He's gotta go. He's fucking putting his coat on at the time, getting his car keys out, literally taking a piss in an ice bucket so he doesn't have to stop again. There's a music video potential in there. Well, there is one, but it's a fucking ladybug uh, climbing around for three well, hours zero, while he says this. Zero budget. I have zero budget for everything. But here's the thing. Everything. If Fez would invest in you, the videos could get done. You could write the scripts properly. Did you see the video for Angel Monster by any Oh, God, it's so good. What's the name of it? Angel Monster? Yeah, put up Angel Monster. This has got to be one of the... <laughs> Terrible video, <laughs> but I think the song is is so has so many weird elements mixed together that it actually works. I don't um, think so. <laughs> okay, I just forwarded it to you, Shelby. Angel Monster. But Angel the video Monster. is definitely. I mean, I just try to put up videos that are so crazy on some <laughs> level that maybe I'll get some of that Miley Cyrus money. You know what I'm saying? That. People will watch it just because they're crazy. I mean, she's got so much. Why can't you have some of that money? Really? You should I team up with her. I, I hook up with, I'd hook up with anybody, any of those guys. I mean, what's his name? Uh, is uh, I forget, the one who lost his wife and he's trying to get her back. He's got a big song out now. I mean, I'd, I'd get any of that YouTube money. I'd be thrilled. Yeah, that's what you want, YouTube money. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, they get a... All right, hold on. We've we got Angel Monster up. We're trying to watch it. World premiere. <laughs> World premiere. Turn up the sound, please. I gotta go. <laughs> Paulo, is that you wearing aluminum foil? <laughs> yes. Send that over to, to Ron and Fez's uh, Twitter account. Why would you think it was a good idea to aluminum foil yourself? I was, well, see, it kind of goes with the song. I'm just thinking that some crazy. All right, Paul, I am going to give you <laughs> the most brilliant idea you've ever had, okay? You ready for it? Okay. I okay. want you to make a documentary about yourself. Because right. there's no one like you, and I would go to the movies to see someone like you if I didn't know you. You know what it looks like? An elderly man <laughs> just wrapped in tinfoil? It looks like the metallic version of the like S&M guy in Pulp Fiction. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Well, there's no question that nobody's ever seen anything quite like it. It's just very disturbing and bizarre. And I figured it went with the music. <laughs> they come in the sky and try to reach you. You are never but you don't know what to do. 
the dark world. world And they bring help to you They could be help of a dark time And to kill the only thing good is aluminum head. Um, <laughs> very strange. Here's our friend Leslie. Leslie. Hi. I, I don't know what I just walked into, though. Well, we were <laughs> talking to you because Shelby saw the film that you like so much. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. And he compared it to... Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Um, <laughs> uh, does it make I, sense to you? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I know the director was a big fan of Scott Pilgrim, so maybe that's it. I don't know what the comparison is, though. I thought of, like, the style of it, how, like, there's such, like, wacky, just over-the-top things in certain parts of it that normally when you're watching a movie, you'd say, like, oh, okay, this doesn't make sense. It's not, like, realistic, but you can't go into it looking like it, like you would Scott Pilgrim, like when he suddenly kicks a guy, like, a hundred yards into a building. That wouldn't really happen, but you have to kind of just, like, go with it, open your mind up to enjoy that kind of film. Oh, yeah, but, like, Scott Pilgrim is very distinctly video game looking. I mean, it, it looks a lot of times like it's filmed like a video game, and I wouldn't say this one is. I wouldn't either. Like, there's some parts, like, it's kind of like a spoiler to, like, give them away, but, like, suddenly the whole tone of it and even, like, the colors and everything just change, and it puts it in a whole different way. You love this yeah. uh, movie, though, huh, Leslie? Uh, it's my favorite of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and had it come out last year, it would have been my favorite of last year, too. Um, really, out of everything that came out, it would have won the Oscar for you last year. The um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those, like, I've seen it four times now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw it because I was taking friends to see it because I wanted them to see it. And I knew kind of that if I didn't force their hand to go, they wouldn't go see it. You got to go. But um, I took four people to see it over the last two days. And they have all also said, it's one of their favorite movies, if not their favorite movie of the year. I'm going to go see this film then, all it's based on this. Nuts. It's absolutely, it is a nutty, nutty film. It gets very comedic at times. Uh, and it is also extremely dark and disturbing. See, so, Paul, now I know Polo did not see this because <laughs> he said he saw it and then he went in for a review of another film. Well, I mean, the simple fact is, is that it's not going to be one of the favorite films of, of mine this year, but it is nonetheless worthy of, of people getting out to see it. All you brought like up was the box office and said, why are we talking about this? It's not going to be a box office champion. Let's talk about because Mark Ruffalo. They're, they're really not pushing it. I mean, they're not going to push it. But, but it's, not, it's not out in Florida yet. It's only out in this has got Captain America in it. It should be a big tentpole movie, at least, at least to a, a degree. They should movie. put somebody behind it. Captain America right, is not like- a fucking star. Captain America, the film is a star, but not Chris Evans. You stick any dude that's right. jacked into that suit. It matters. It's just sort of strange because it has. It's out in ten theaters this week, and I guess it's out uh-huh. in one hundred and fifty theaters next week. So they're doing a platform release the way that they do with prestige movies, not mm. with right, action wouldn't movies. You say, wouldn't you say this is kind of an action movie, even though it's a crazy novel, interesting one? It is an action movie, right? Well, I mean, structurally it is definitely an action movie, but I mean, 
So why couldn't they put some money promoting it? And why couldn't they release it wide? What what does that have to do with whether or not you enjoyed the film? I don't fucking watch a movie and say, I wonder how much this is going to make. Then I'll know whether I like it or not. There has been a lot of talk about the fact that the Weinstein Company held the movie for a year because they wanted to cut 20 minutes out of the movie. That's the reason Mm -hmm. why it's being released. Why don't they just leave early? <laughs> Harvey, well, leave now if you're so antsy. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I don't see how you could cut 20 minutes out of the movie. It's not a movie where I was getting tired of it. But Harvey wanted it cut by 20 minutes, and then when they finally decided to release the director's cut, they said it would only be limited. It did so well at theaters that instead of doing 10, they decided to do 150. That seems like well, uh, a good thing, Paul. doing really well. well. But you know what? When you're talking about Transformers, it's probably going to be in 4,000 theaters. Why would anyone it's, talk about Transformers? Because it's going to be... Transformers is a piece of garbage. But that's not the point. The it point is, is, the point is your point as a movie reviewer, Paul, would review the experience you had that day and not go... Well, I, I wonder how many movies are going to be bigger than this. That's not your. That's not what I'm ever looking it's for. It's not necessary. I understand. The film is good. It's by a great director, you know, who, who has very interesting <laughs> you know. ideas. Fine, I agree with you. But if the film it becomes irrelevant and nobody sees it comparatively, it then it, to a certain degree, I feel very disappointed, and it kind of puts me off. See, I, agree I think with some of my favorite films in the world are films that only a handful of people have probably even seen. Well, and I, I will also say, this will not appeal to everyone. It's at times very violent. It's at times... It, but you it see, goes in areas... See, Paul only likes a movie if a truck turns into a robot dinosaur. Here's the problem. We're not talking about an art film, and we're not really talking about an action film. We're kind of talking about a hybrid. It's like The Raid and The Raid 2. These are films that are so over... But The Raid doesn't have any social commentary. Well, it does in its own way, but but it's different, of course. Every film is different. What's the social commentary of The Raid? Oh, look at the It goes without saying that it's all about the. It doesn't uh, go without saying. <laughs> it does go without saying. But here's. And what's the social commentary of Snowpiercer exactly? I mean, can you give me a good, clear line on that? Class warfare, um, global warming, a lot of stuff. The whole movie is like a imagery. Oh, I've never like seen Shelby this fired up. Cold, about a film. Cold, it's he's ever told. cold mentality. Mm-hmm. Brainwashing? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Film, Obviously. I've got a little foil around my head. It sounds like you like the movie. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't think you've well, seen it. I think you saw the trailer. It's simply that the focus of the film is so diffuse that the, the audience that you would want it to see is the widest Stop audience. Stop worrying about the audience and worry about oh, the film. Geez, I have to. Well, actually, because I mean, that's an interesting point. Like, if you're reading a movie review and then they say, like, it's, it doesn't have... Worldwide appeal, like that's a point of the review. I mean, no, he's, he's saying does, box office it, appeal. Yeah, it's box office appeal. It's already proven to have worldwide appeal because it was number the big. It was one of the biggest films in Korea. It did really well in France. It just won best okay. of fest at Eddie's film festival. Those aren't white people, and that's what Molly and Paul go no. by. We're just gonna keep getting <laughs> shittier movies if we say worldwide appeal. Like, it's no, not, I'm not saying that necessarily. Like that. 
I'm just saying that that is like a valid part of a. If, if you were to read a written review and that was in there, you wouldn't be like, what is this doing? I don't think it is. I, I don't know. I go to Woody Allen films and they don't play anywhere outside of a couple of markets and I don't give a shit. Yeah, I guess I don't. Right. I don't even feel the idea that I got to pull people in Iowa into watching those films. I watch them for me. It's a weird movie, but it's not that weird where you just like have that, no like idea just, what's going just on. Let's look at the I would never talk about a marketing campaign or anything else. It's, it's like if an album didn't fucking go to the top of the charts, do you hate it? Don't you have music that you listen to that isn't mass appeal? Yeah, but there's been no no marketing push, no product placement. Uh, just it's not Jay Z, so I'm not a fan. <laughs> Where am I All right, Leslie, here? I'm gonna go see this based on your uh, um, review, and Paul, no, I'm gonna go no, out and get some I... aluminum foil based on your <laughs> latest video. Can I ask for one thing? Yeah. Yes. If you see it, because I don't think that you should spoil the ending, but I really would like to know your comment on the ending. Would okay. you send me an email? I will. I'll send you an email. Okay, because I... But first, I want you to know this, because the last time you emailed me, I am going to continue to have ice cream cones while I drive, and I don't find it to be <laughs> no, dangerous. I can do both. She says I have to pull off the road and eat an ice cream cone there. It's dangerous to eat an ice cream cone while you drive, because if it drips and you... It's not going to drip. The only th- the only ice cream that drips is when a three-year-old is eating it. A man has never said, oh, this ice cream cone is melting. It's everywhere. If anything, I'm going to scream, oh, my God, my eye hurts. I'm eating this ice cream too fast. It really, it really made me nervous that you would eat an ice cream cone while driving. I eat ice cream, texts. And no. change the radio while I'm driving. No. It's not like he's, he's, him. he's not dropping hot soup on his lap. Yeah. I, mean, it, it, I, I am I'm so confident in my driving that I'm going to eat surf and turf with a knife and fork while I drive <laughs> down 95. <laughs> Steering with well, my no. knee. Oh, wait. Can I ask one question to Shelby, though? About yeah, go ahead. The movie? Did, did he see it at um, the Lincoln Center yesterday? Uh, I did not. I saw a high quality of it online. Oh. It wasn't a boot. It wasn't a yes. boot. This, this oh is the reason God. why the movie is going to do badly is that it's been torrented everywhere. So oh. Shelby. Everywhere. Oh. oh, my. Paul. Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. No, I mean, honestly, oh, Fez. I Power. <laughs> oh, Fez, why don't you take Paul Owen and live with him? <laughs> Please, if you me. think Transformers is bad, <laughs> you should pay to see this movie. Because it says you are voting with your dollars. You are. <laughs> I'm very ashamed of you, Shelby. I know. He's shame. ashamed of himself. It was right in front of me. Shame, shame. Wait two shame. months. Are you going to pay for it again? Uh, yeah, I don't really see movies in theaters twice. Movie in theater one. Okay, I guess we'll have to check it out again. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon for doing that bad thing. <laughs> all right, Leslie. All right, Paul. Thing. That was very disappointing. I'm frustrated, but I'm glad that he liked it. Okay, you, you uh, Leslie and Paul, they're a wacky married couple that reviews movies together. Uh, they don't dis- they don't you. agree on anything except love. Hi, <laughs> right, thanks guys. Talk to you later. You take me in, Bye.
right, bye. When we get back, uh, it's time to do our weekly road trip. I'll only tell you this time. We're landing in Denver and heading north. Landing in Denver and heading north. Give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's uh, northern Colorado, Wyoming, swinging around, having fun. Give us a call if you know the area. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Right back with Road Trip. It's the Ron and Fez Show. I got to get there. I don't know why, but I don't know. I got to go. On and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM. Com- comedy. Hit Channel Show. We should use this as the uh, the stuff for Paulo and Leslie and Jermaine Lassier because this used to be old time like coming attractions or something, right? And does does Tarantino use this? Yeah, he uses it as his like fake thing where like it, it's like old school kind of a grindhouse. Yeah, because it was it was done in the seventies. All right, it's uh, Friday. And that's one only means one thing. It's time to start thinking summer road trips. This is the perfect week for it. A lot of people are starting their vacation today and going all through next week with the 4th of July. My idea of a summer vacation, you got to be out on the road. You can't just go to one place and sit. Okay, if your aunt has a place in the beach or your uh, your neighbor has a place in the mountains, all right, go go in the cheap that way. But if you got the family out, hit the road, do the road trip in a big big way. This time we're flying into Denver and we're heading north. Up into Wyoming, we need to know the places to go, the must-sees, where the uh, locals eat, where the locals think is the cool spots to hit. This, I think, we're going to be looking at a lot of scenery. So we want to see the best driving routes, and there's also great restaurants, bars, and most importantly, weird Americana. We want the weird Roadside places. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. (laughs) All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. I'm so tired of crying, but I'm out on the road again. I'm on the road again. It's points... 
west. Uh, we're heading into Colorado, driving up through Wyoming. Normally, when I do this road trip, I'll tie uh, um, some South Dakota. All beautiful, beautiful uh, scenery. All great riding. You can do, you know, any speed you want because it's open road. Not a lot of cops around. And oddly for me, Chris, you know what music I always listen to in this part of the country? What's that? Grateful Dead. I don't know why. But the Grateful Dead in the Rockies has always worked for me. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, Shelby, you are in the normal Chris place, so you got to be able to type these things up fast and keep us up on this. Um, this is my favorite part of the week every week because I love traveling around this country, and I love hearing it from the locals where we need to go. Uh, Eric, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. So here, here's a nice little, about a week-long road trip or so, uh, heading out of Denver. You go, going up into Wyoming, take uh, 280, go up to Fort Collins. You can start off, uh, spend a day or two just in Fort Collins, hitting the microbreweries and Anheuser-Busch for their tour and all the free samples that they have. Uh, then you take uh, Highway 287 out of there up to Laramie, Wyoming. There's a couple of just... Just a real scenic drive. I love Laramie, uh, Wyoming. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I'm 17 years old. Me and my buddy are driving out to Humboldt County uh, in California for whatever whatever reason we had out there. <laughs> and we pull into Laramie. We've been driving all day. And there was something called Cowboy Days taking place. Have you ever yeah, heard of that you- before? Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's like a small rodeo. That's, uh, but there uh, was cowboys everywhere in the street, yeah. and we, as we pulled into town, we saw a cowboy throwing up just right in the street, <laughs> and we said, "Dude, we're staying here. We're, this well, looks it, like where the party is." And it was insane. It was so much fun. Yeah, you've got yeah, University of Wyoming is there. There's the Wyoming Territorial Park, which is a little you know tourist trap. Yeah, um, and actually, uh, starting next Tuesday, most of the interstates in Wyoming go to 80 miles an hour, so that makes it even more in, uh, fun, so to speak. I'm not um, even kidding when I said this. I, I'm I'm at a gas station and we're filling up, and I'm looking you know at the map and I say to the guy at the gas station, how far away. You know, because I was trying to figure out when we would stop and crash, because there's no, nothing in between these towns, so you don't want to be tired on the road and not get to hotels. So we wanted to call ahead, and I go, "How far away is this other town?" He goes, "Probably about a six pack," because <laughs> that no one worries about DUIs out there. Yeah. You could just open it up well, and you're driving. Yeah, not not as much anymore. They kind of crack down on that stuff a lot out there now, but. Uh, especially, actually, Wyoming's gotten real, real tough on some of that. But uh, you know, because nice, everyone's uh, drunk. Yeah, well, you know, this is true. But another part of that drive would be you go take eighty west over to Laramie, or excuse me, over to Rollins, and then just kind of a meandering drive up two eighty seven up to Jackson Hole and uh, Yellowstone, uh, Tetons. That's a full day drive, and it's a absolutely beautiful scenic drive. Spend as much time as you wanted to up there in Yellowstone. Uh, then there's just uh, kind of a circuitous route from there or into Cody um, and across to Sheridan and uh, back down to, uh, to over to I-25, back down to Denver. 
you've got a full week right there. Just driving around, and you know we're bringing up just, those town names, but in between all those places, just beautiful, oh. beautiful scenery. Oh yeah, I mean it's it, and that and that drive from from Rollins to Jackson Hole, that's about a five and a half hour drive, and I mean you'll see bald eagles in some, you'll see deer, elk. Uh, if you're in certain areas, you might even see moose when you get up closer into there. Um, yeah, it's, it's an absolutely gorgeous drive. And as you get closer into Yellowstone, into Jackson Hole, and you start seeing the Tetons coming into view, uh, it's, it's just an absolutely spectacular drive. Yeah, it's just stunning. Uh, we've talked about this before, but the United States of uh, America is so gorgeous in so many different ways. Now, the other thing, too, that I want to check out is where a lot of those movies have been filmed. Because I know stuff like Shane has been filmed out there. John Ford shot those old, beautiful John Wayne movies. Clint Eastwood has shot those gorgeous westerns up there. And uh, Django Unchained was shot in that area. So if you know any of that stuff as well, plus we're looking for bars, we're looking for restaurants, we're looking for things to do. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. How you doing, Bruce? Hey, I'm doing good, Ronnie. Yeah. All right. Kind of story yours. 25 years old with a wife and a kid from Delaware County. End up in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh White canvas, cover sneakers on, everyone's walking around in cowboy boots. Uh, for two weeks in July, they have Frontier Days in Cheyenne. It's the world's largest outdoor rodeo, and there's nothing but cowboys and good-looking cowgirls. And they are all gorgeous, just all over the place. Uh, anywhere you want to drive up there, a little town called Chugwater, Wyoming. It's got about 300 people in it. Huge cliff face, and they say the name got its town, but that's where the Indians used to run the buffalo off. And they hit the bottom of the river, and it's just unbelievable. So the Indians would just just kind of herd them and run them off the cliffs. Yeah, Chug that's water. How they kill the buffalo. Wow. And it's uh, and it, you go a little bit north of there, and you, you can see some of the old Appalachian Trail. Uh, this is still preserved, and uh, you know markers and that kind of stuff. You can do some hiking along there. And how those I don't know why the Appalachian Trail would be out there. Or the Oregon Trail, I'm sorry. Okay. You had me weirded out there for a second. Yeah. But it's just, uh, imagine, you know, you're 17 driving through there. Imagine being 25, Delaware County, spot-nosed, uh, you know, uh, kid who had to run away from some stuff. And you find yourself in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and you just you look around and you go, Oh my God! I didn't even know this place existed. Yeah, that's what happens. That's why you got to get out a little bit because the country is so big and so different, and like I said, stunningly beautiful in many, many directions. But me and my buddy were driving out. I'll never forget this because uh, we had, you know, we were driving cross country, both of us, you know, just taking turns, going back and forth. And we, 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 you know, after you come out of like Nebraska and all that, you know, you start to get bored with flatland, flatland. But you come in the, uh, and we were in the Wyoming and there was this cloud and we get, we, we literally pulled off the road to look at, we were like fucking freaking out because the cloud was wider than anything we ever seen. And you could see it like in, in uh, 3D, you know, it was just pouncing out, and it was like a mile de- deep. 
And we'd never seen clouds like that on the East Coast. And we got out of the car and we're just doing a what the fuck and we're passing <laughs> this hash pipe back and forth. And both of us, it's like our, our knees got weak. Like it, <laughs> it was so massive in front of us that we felt like ants. And we're just like, fuck. That's so cool. Why, why would we keep driving? <laughs> why not just sit in front of this cloud for the rest of our lives? Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, how you feeling today, buddy? Good. Million bucks. Yeah. Uh, out of Denver, up into Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, I love Boulder. concert at Red Rocks. Beautiful, beautiful sight. And yeah, it's phenomenal. Head up the Boulder Canyon Road to Eldora, Colorado. And that's a step-off point for a beautiful hike along the Continental Divide. You know, it's very funny. We were out there, and my chick had to do something, and I was with my kids and my uh, sister-in-law. So we all started to hike up this mountain. Now, you got to remember, we got East Coast Lungs. And it was like the first day there, and it was like so beautiful that we're just like heading up there, and the kids are pretty little. And I bet we didn't make it like 600 yards before we <laughs> sat down. And then we kind of laid down, and they laid on top of me, and we were just resting. And like actual hikers came by, <laughs> stepped over us, and laughed at us. <laughs> And I could barely even open my eyes. You need like a day or so to get used to that. You find yourself going to sleep when you get out there at first at like 7 o'clock at night. And sleeping like you did downs. You know, you just like, that just like shut off the lights uh, switch. All right, this is the trip I want to go on right now. So cool. I might cancel everything next week and just fly out and do this. Um, Brandon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, I just, that first guy he called in talked about going through Cody and Jackson and all that. If you go to Cody, you get, um, every night this summer they do a rodeo. Um, and then you can, uh, you go up to Jackson and go through Yellowstone. You can go float the snake, whitewater rafting, guides will take you. Um, you, you go towards Pinedale, you can hit the Tetons and go hike through there. Probably the most gorgeous now, mountain range in the world it's first of all it's so stunningly you know gorgeous the place that you're talking about and this is really like wild bill hickok country this is where he was annie oakley all those kind of people and you can almost feel it you know what i mean like you can yeah. totally get it but the the other thing is, unless you've seen Rodeo live, you have no idea how cool and exciting that is. For some reason, if you see it on TV with the close-ups, you never get that real sense of danger and excitement. You know? No, you, you see the danger, you smell it, you feel it, you get the dust in your eyes. <clears throat> There's really nothing like it. Um, there's so many small towns just driving through Wyoming and every major town. And I mean, that's like 20,000 people in right. Wyoming. <laughs> They're like 100 miles apart. So you have all that distance between because they used to be old railroad stops. All right. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna point out something, Shelby. Go to the Irma uh, Hotel in Cody and check this out. And this is... 
the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. This is like the actual saloons where Wild Bill used to drink in these places. And you can go in there and have a drink, and it's... We couldn't build something like this today. Sounds amazing. It's stunning. And every one of those little towns, they're like right in the middle of these passes. So the Rockies are just on either side of it. They're just massively big. And all these towns were built like you could go in there and and take a nuke blast in a heartbeat. (laughs) They're just these brick, solid buildings, all old and all just really, really gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful part of the country, and uh, I grew up there for 18 years, and I'm, you know, it's the least populated, and we sure love it that way, And uh, but it's good to have visitors. Uh, well, summer, you know, is, I mean, I'd be, you know, some of these places, I guess you don't want to be caught in the winter, but summer is a, just a great place to get out and wander around out there. And like I said, unlike a lot of vacations, you really don't need a plan. The ride in between these towns is phenomenal, just gorgeous. And you want to talk about, like, taking your goddamn city stress away pretty fast. And you immediately imagine living there. You immediately, (laughs) like, what am I doing? Why am I working towards a retirement where I could just come out here? Um, Raja, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, you were talking about the rodeos. Yeah. Up in Miles City, Montana, they have the bucking horse sale. And everybody brings their bucking horses in for the rodeo directors to buy. Well, they're looking for people to ride them. And all you got to do is sign a waiver, and you can get in line and tra- test out these horses. Yeah, that ain't going to happen, dude. <laughs> that ain't going to happen, man. I'll ride like the trail horse with people. And it's really, that is the part of the country where you could go out and, you know, they'll take you around on the horses. So that is also stunningly beautiful. And you find yourself so connected with the early part of this country. Um what is it? Is it Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is Dick Cheney area? All up in that area, it's just so stunningly beautiful. Um, Kendall, Kendall, what do you got for me, pal? Ronnie, I've got a great little piece of Americana, roadside Americana. It's a little south of Denver. There's a place called Bishop's Castle, and this crazy son of a bitch has been stealing all of his rocks from the government lands to build this massive castle. It is it is one of the most amazing things ever. He's kind of calmed down now, but when I saw him 20 years ago, we got him ranting and raving on video. We actually won the Austin Film Festival short doc. Uh, documentary with the with a little video we did of him just because he's so incredibly insane. But uh, I mean, it's huge. It's it's several stories high, and this single. Uh, hump I'm looking at it. It's insane. It's yeah, insane. it's amazing. And, yeah. and the guy is just as crazy as a castle. You should definitely stop by if you're in the area. All right, uh, thank you. Now uh, I got a call from Casper, Wyoming, and they say the guy's name is Casper. I'll be shocked if this is true. Uh, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, no, it's not Casper. My name is Christian. Okay, good. All right, what's <laughs> up, Christian? Hey, buddy. Uh, so I'm thinking you come up from Chugwater, where that guy was talking about a little while ago. It's a chilly town. Come up through there. You'll end up passing uh, Glendo Lake. And, of course, all along there, you're going to have fireworks stands where you can stop and buy stuff and blow them off on the side of the road. 
Um, then when you get up into Casper. Well, now, first guys, tell me about Glenville Lake. What's that all about? Well, it's, it's actually it's, it's a nice, pretty lake and not real populated like a lot of the ones around here. Uh-huh. You know, if you go on a weekend, you won't, you'll be just slammed. But uh, it's a pretty place, real pretty to drive by. I drive by it twice a week. Um, and when you get up into, into Casper, we both Hell's Half Acre there. That's where they filmed uh, part of Starship Troopers. Ter- terrible movie, but oh, because it looks so frightening and looks like another planet. Exactly, exactly. That's where the Bug Planet was. Was in Hell's Half Acre. Now, Chris Stanley, uh, I know you'd love to do that. I know to get your chance to be on a Bug Planet. It's all I ever want to do is go to Planet K. <laughs> there you go, Planet K. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it now, and it doesn't look like the planet Earth. No, no, it doesn't. And it's no way cool. would I hike through there. <laughs> no, no fucking way. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I, it's another place I drive by twice a week, and I've never seen a single person stop there. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, when you get up into Casper, you might want to stop at a bar called the Wonder Bar. It's a place that's been around since, I think, the early 1900s. And they got all the old photos on the walls of when it first opened up. and you know. Wow, I'm looking at it now. It's fantastic. It's a fun place. And then you can stop by my house, pour back some drinks, and play some ping pong. I'll do it. But the Wonder Bar, do you hang out there? Uh, once in a while. I don't drink anymore. But when I did, I'd, start, I'd hang out there a little bit. They got live bands, some local folk singers and stuff that go, go through there. And they got, a, they got a microbrewery in there as well. Again, just the building itself is my favorite kind of building. You know, just that really solid brick building that looks yeah. like you couldn't put a hole in it with a cannon. No, absolutely. Downtown Casper is actually really pretty. It's not real, not real big, of course, but uh, in the mountain there is, is gorgeous. You might want to drive up that. And it's a funny thing. I mean, I spend a lot of time on the road down here. And I mean, what's your population in New York City? Like eight million or something? about eight million. Yeah, I mean, we got five hundred thousand people in the whole damn state here. You know, in, in our biggest cities, we got fifty thousand people. Yeah, that's so, bu- that's the building we're in right now is about 50,000. Um, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, thanks, dude. Here's Ron in Wyoming. You're on the Run of Fez show. Ron? Yeah. How's it going? What did you say, dude? Hey, I was just going to say, uh, if you get up here into Wyoming, you try and stay off I-80. That's uh, There's not a whole lot to see you cross, cross the, the state on I-80. You hit uh, south out of Laramie, go to... Uh, Highway 130 takes you to Centennial and then take you up over the Sierra Madres into Encampment, Wyoming. And then from there, you can go up over another mountain pass uh, in the bags, and then uh, then you can head north from there and hit I-80 if you need to. Uh, but there, there's, a, there's a lot more to see uh, off, off I-80 than on it. Wow. I'm yeah. looking at some of this, and that's that's the real scenic way to go, huh? Oh, yeah. We... we uh, I had to go over to Cheyenne for some training last week. We rode our motorcycles over the top of there, and you actually uh, get above Timberline um, up there on the Sierra Madres. There's still snow up there and everything, but it, it, it's a beautiful ride. All right, thank you so much, my friend. Now this is so interesting. Last week, ninety percent of the callers down in the Carolinas were about food. So far today, no one's really brought up food because that part of the country. They're pretty plain when it comes to food. I went into this place, and on the on the wall, it said dinner, steak and potatoes, and underneath it, it said, and absolutely no vegetables. And I'm like, who would go out of their <laughs> way to make that claim? 
You don't have to worry about having any vegetables here. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Make sure, if you could tell us about some um, great bars to hit, great restaurants, we jump into it. Uh, David, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, buddies. How are we doing today? Cool. I wanted to give you a call because a couple minutes ago you said that you had to do this in the summer. The best time to do it's in the winter. My wife and I are skiers. You can hit Arapahoe Basin, Breckenridge Vale, Copper, all the way up to Aspen, all the way up to Jackson Hole. That's a great road trip. A little more expensive, but that's a great road trip. What, where do you eat there? Uh, you know what? Every little town, uh, we normally just use Yelp and look up, look it up and try to find something. But uh, So there's no one restaurant that ever sticks out in your mind? Nothing really. No, you're right. We go there totally for the activities. We we love our food. You've given me many great recommendations over the years. But, uh-huh. you know, that part of the country, we're there for skiing, and that's it. And we normally get good food, but no, nothing I can say that really jumps out at me. All right, thanks. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Uh, here's uh, Derry. Derry, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Ronnie B, how are you doing? Cool. Hey, if you come to, uh, if you take a little detour, uh, I-70 West and come into Moab, Utah. Oh, I uh, love Moab. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Uh, that's Arches, Zions National Park, all that. And that that's the John hiking. Ford uh, places, too. This is where John Ford shot those old John Wayne movies. Yeah, they, they actually have they actually have a lot of the scenery in some of these places that you can actually go to. And they still have, uh, you know, like the, the, the where they shot the movies. They still have a lot of it set up that so you can actually go and take a day tour. We, we really should do a Utah trip, too, sometime. Uh, all right, thanks. Uh, because that whole area is just stunningly beautiful. And what's weird about that is that you see those John Ford movies, then you go out there, they look exactly the same. Like nothing, like there's not even any different trees or a building or anything. But then you think, yes, and 100 years before John Ford shot that, it looked the same. Yeah. And 100 years before that, it look the same and you get this real feeling of time there and how insignificantly short a human life is yeah i, I think it even smells really old i know that sounds crazy but no like, the rock itself yeah, it's right so cool it's, it smells like so earthy and it's so cool moab's awesome here's mark in wyoming how you doing pal good how are you ronnie b cool. William bucks same to you hey Hey, your hometown diner there from New York's my hometown, the Moon Dance. The Moon Dance Diner um, in in uh, in what town? It's Labarge, Wyoming. Little small town. We're about a hundred miles south of Jackson Hole. And that really does look like a New York diner. <laughs> it is. It's the Moon Dance from New York. Oh, they actually brought it in from New York. It is the original Moondance Diner in my hometown. That's fantastic. All right, I'm thanks, dude. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, Joe, what do you got for me, pal? Hey, if you ever make it up 15 uh, to get up to Glacier National Park, that has got to be the best camping in the, in the probably in the world. Mm-hmm. And about 15 minutes, 10, maybe 10 minutes south of the park entrance, there's a great little saloon. It's got the old half-swinging wood doors. It's called Come on Shelby's Face. You know, I'm looking at, first of all, it's been done on Shelby's Face, but I'm looking at that Glacier National Park, and 
that would be hard to leave. We're talking about driving around. But once you pulled up to that place, it feels like you'd want to stay there. It's stunning. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. <laughs> All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Nothing better than a summer road trip. Uh, just hopping out there, whether it's a couple of friends, whether you're taking the family, uh, you you and your gang in one car, your sister and her gang in another car. There's something about that that is um, uniquely American, and I brought this up last week. These are the memories that you have. All the memories I have with my family seem to be tied up in these summer vacations. When you get together, you know, Years later, you're still bringing up experiences that you had. And the great thing about it is the bad experiences suddenly become these funny, fantastic, you know, stories, you know, that it fucking just pissed rain for three days and you got stuck inside. All that stuff becomes great uh, in years to come. Here's Corey. Corey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going, Ron? Great. Great. Hey, I'm first off. I'm driving up through Wyoming, uh, and you're you're missing out on some clouds right now. But uh, I want to tell you, I'm from a little town called Grand Lake, Colorado. It's up in the mountains west of Denver. Uh-huh. Um, one of the most beautiful drives you will ever take in your life is up over Trail Ridge Pass, the Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the highest paved highway in the country. Um, starts in Access Park to go up, and it's just absolutely breathtaking. When you get to town, though. The best burger and shake you will ever have made from scratch is a little place called the Dairy King. Um, fresh cut fries every day, and then you can top it off with a nice cold beer down at the Larian Saloon. But you have to drive over Trail Ridge. It's incredible. If you, if you Google it, in the springtime you're driving through, they, they cut out 20-foot sections of snow to drive through. There's, you know, 1,000, 2,000-foot drops on either side of the highway. It's ridiculous. Now, when you say you grow up in a place like that, were you aware that it was beautiful, or as the years going, went by, did it, did it occur to you, I live in a beautiful place? You know, what's funny is I actually, I was born in California, uh, and we used to go up there to the YMCA, the Rockies, when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And so, you know, big road trips to the family, and I, I knew it was fucking beautiful when I was a 12-year-old kid just because it was gorgeous. And so I think I appreciate it a little bit more because I moved there from a city. Um, and, you know, you're just you're surrounded by trees. The town's got about a, a thousand permanent residents, and you're, you're just surrounded by beauty everywhere you go. You can see millions of stars at night. You know, every afternoon I know that's that's shower. the phenomenal thing, man. That you get out and it's like being in a planetarium. It's just stunningly beautiful um, at nighttime. And the and the very weird thing is that's the way that the sky is supposed to look. You know, like pre light pollution. If you think about it, every that sky that you have that seems so unique now in this country, every human being 
in history up until like 120 years ago. That was their entertainment at night. They just went outside, looked at that, and you'd think that they must have had some kind of different connection to whatever you may believe the creator or even if you don't the universe itself to be it's so different than being inside staring at a glowing box you're connected to the universe and when you get out there you think to yourself you're not looking into space you're like holy shit we're in space (laughs) earth is in space It's not somewhere out there. We're in it. We just happen to be on this one rock. Uh, Those kinds of experiences, you just can't buy. You cannot put a price tag on when people look up and see a sky like that. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's Road Trip, brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and... Uh, we got this idea to do this because I'm a big, big fan of the summer road trip. And what works out great by this is we get to hear where the locals know where you can go and hang out and what the locals think is the best thing to do. Here's Brian in Colorado. Hey, Ronnie B. How's it going? Good. Good. Um, I'm in Denver, but I'm actually headed up to, we got a little house in Saratoga, Wyoming, which is right up that Highway 130 over the Snowy Mountain Range. Uh-huh. And a uh, little town in a mountain valley right on the river and there's a place called the wolf hotel that was built uh kind of turn of the century sometime late 1800s great steak but even a better place to sit and drink beers and uh talk to the local cowboys and hang out with the, the fishing guide it's probably one of my favorite places in the whole world it's i am beautiful. looking right now and you can see pictures of it today and then you could also see pictures of it it looks like a hundred years ago and I'm wondering how come I've never seen it in a movie. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it really is. It's 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 the whole town is absolutely gorgeous. There's maybe 1,500 people. We go up there just about every weekend. Uh, and Fourth of July, there'll be 5,000, 6,000 people in town for the for the parade and the and the fireworks, which you, you don't get that in Denver. Um, I'm. I think I'd be just sitting out on that front porch there for a long, long time. You, it, it's got to make you wonder what kind of people would drive by that. How do you not just pull in immediately? Uh, all right, thanks for that one. And how's the food? Oh, the food's fantastic. Great, great steak, uh, great everything, and just great people. That's, that, to me, is what really defines that place is wonderful people. Man, a great steak. In the mountains, there are also you get uh, a lot of places up that way that have, um, you know, trout. I remember I was staying, and I, uh, it's driving me crazy because I can't think of the name of it. But we're staying on a river for the night, and the hotel room was right on the river. This river, even though the water wasn't deep, was just running and rushing so hard. That you couldn't believe it. Like, you could not walk out in it without being swept. And I'm thinking, that river, even though that was years ago, is still running that hard today. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a constant, never-ending thing. It's amazing to get out in nature. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Chris in Colorado. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, I got you covered on this one. So you come out of Denver, you go to Fort Collins, you take the Poudre Canyon, 
up mm-hmm. gorgeous drive you get into the little town of walden the town's kind of been decimated in the last couple of years this uh character uh, owns silver spur ranch has bought everything up out of there and now the town can only uh field a seven-man football team but you have yourself lunch at the bowling alley there and we're talking this is a five-lane bowling alley right and you go in there at lunchtime and uh people driving through i guess they're not going to really stop there but you go in there at lunchtime you got 80 year old ladies rolling rolling balls and you, you think they're going to bowl you know be rolling gutter balls we're talking these ladies are breaking 200 every day and uh eating a fried monte cristo sandwich and the food's actually really good and uh it's a really local atmosphere in a small town and you've heard of south park this is north park and it's just gorgeous big peaks all around you you're sitting in a big open basin and you know things are different out here i mean you're not you're not uh looking at your phone you're probably not going to have cell phone service i cannot uh, imagine not showing up right at a five lane bowling alley and seeing the locals bowl and not having the time of my life. Just, I've never been to a five-lane bowling alley. That's what normally somebody, you know, a rich guy might have at his house. Yeah. yeah. I passed a sign this morning, Ronnie, uh, that said, uh, next gas, 126 miles. Wow. Wow. What do you do in that situation? You, you make sure your fucking you tank is fucking filled. Gas. You don't you don't you don't ever go, Oh, we're good. We got about a quarter <laughs> tank. You're like you're three quarters, you pull it like top that off. No, you got water in the car, you got food in the car, you got a first aid kit in the car. It's the real deal, man. All right, thank you so much. Here's uh Matt Maddie. Maddie, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, I lived in Colorado for 15 years, and uh, a great drive, real cheap and expensive, up to the Grill and Bar restaurant in uh, Leadville. Uh, you come out of Denver, you can look at Red Rocks, then you can drive up the road and see where The Shining was filmed, and then up from there is the space, one of the first space houses built. Come up over Eisenhower Pass, drive through gorgeous, gorgeous uh, 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 Woodland Pass around uh, Lake Dillon through Breckenridge. You can go up the back way through the Copper Climax Mine, see this massive molybdenum mine up on a pass, come down into Leadville, which is the highest city in America. Old mining town, goes back way in the day. There's a restaurant up there that's been there 50 years. Uh, it's called the Grill Bar and Cafe. Heck, when we used to go there, there were 10 uh, stools at the bar, and they didn't even fix one of the stools for like three years. They never put a seat on it. People come from all over to eat. Really authentic Mexican food. Phenomenal. And then there's another trick. All the resorts up there have Las Vegas, New York, Miami-level chefs. Excellent restaurants. In the summertime, they almost have no revenue. So you can get two-for-ones, 50% offs at, like, super high-end restaurants. Sit outside, look at the mountains, eat, you know... You know, $25, $30, $40 plates for like half off, same level. They don't chintz on it or skimp on it. They try to generate revenue in the summertime. And that's a great trip trick when you're tripping through uh, Colorado in the summertime. Just stop. Now, in the, is is there day. like fly fishing in Colorado or you got to go up to Montana for that? Oh, tons of fly fishing. Yeah. Tons of fly fishing. And they just had a massive snow year this year. So the rivers are running incredibly um, high right now. Is when Henry Winkler was in, he was telling me all about fly fishing, and he says he literally just thinks about it all the time, just getting back to those spots and being uh, out there. All right, thank you so much. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Tyler, you're on the Ron Fez show. 
Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Hey. Hey, man. Uh, I'm uh, originally born and raised up by Yellowstone National Park and uh, about 40 miles away. And uh, there's a little town called Cook City, Montana that is up outside of the northeast entrance of Yellowstone. I, I, anytime I go back home, I try to make it up there. It's 10 times more beautiful than Yellowstone going through there. But I take Yellowstone for granted because I grew up next to it, right. too. So, but there's this highway up there called the Chief Joseph Highway that will take you into Cook City. And there's a little place in Cook City I was telling your guy about. It's called Buns and Beds. It's a, it's a sandwich shop, and you rent cabins in the town there. Oh, my God. I'm looking at it now. It looks terrific. Yeah, and there's, uh, there's like the Soda Butte Lodge that's in Cook City. There's the Minor Bar, and it's a, it's, it's an old bar in Cook City. And in the wintertime, you can't actually get to Cook City. The, the only way in and out is by snow machine. You have to take a snow machine because the highway gets too much snow that they can't keep the road open. That's so amazing. Down. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm looking at this place called the Beartooth Cafe. Do you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yep. And that's fresh trout? Yep, right right out of the river, man. It's right, the, the river's right by, it runs right outside of Cook City. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, just that the, was, the drive up fantastic. there is, is phenomenal. Uh, Sunlight Basin, uh, Crandall is the, the Chief Joseph Scenic Byway. It's Highway 296 in Wyoming. But uh, it'll take you into, you can go to Red Lodge, Montana or Cody, Wyoming. And Cody's, Cody's a tourist town in the, in the summertime. Because um, Buffalo Bill Historical Center and all that's there. Right. That Chief Joseph Highway. I always tell people if you're going to Yellowstone, either go in through Cooks through the northeast entrance at Silvergate or go out that way because that mountain range is is something to experience. Thank you so much for these. All right, man. These are um, really cool. And again, uh, you got to wonder what kind of people would drive by these and not not head in. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those little places that you, just small town America. You know, I love that stuff. Seriously, I love that. I mean, I'm honestly thinking that there's no way I would take that trip without seeing that little bowling alley yeah. with the local old ladies bowling 200 games. Stunning, stunning stuff. I love it. Here is uh, Sarah. Sarah, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron. I am so excited that you guys are talking about this because this is my backyard. But I have, um, if you make it to Cody, Wyoming, um, just like the guy before was talking about Cook City, if you go north into Montana, you have to take the Beartooth Pass Highway. It's one of the most scenic drives in the country. It'll, it'll blow your mind. It's so frightening, but beautiful. Um, just hairpin turns but in snow, and it's just stunning. But if you Take that to Red Lodge, Montana. There's a great restaurant there um, called Rich Creek Kitchen, and they do a lot of really cool things with wild game. That they kind of modernize wild game cuisine. Oh and, God, yes. um, Yeah, and use all kinds of local ingredients. And if, even if you went north out of Yellowstone Park into um, towards Livingston, Montana, there's a great place there called Second Street Bistro. Same thing. Great local ingredients. Super fresh, great chef. Anthony Bourdain's been there actually. Um, he's reviewed some restaurants in uh, in Livingston and in Southwest Montana. They do a pretty good job of, of of trying new things with with local ingredients. And I think you can get really 
pretty pretty high end meals there. Like really. Oh yeah, I know that for a fact because a lot of LA people keep uh, houses there. And they're always, they try to keep it on the down low. Mm. But that's like if if you guys have ever seen the movie River Runs Through It. Uh, And if you get the chance, pick up that book because it's like some of the best Western writing that you'll ever uh, read in your life. But now, did you grow up there, Sarah? I did. I grew up in Montana. um, And I moved back here about. 12 years ago uh-huh. and I'm, I'm in sales I drive all over the state and I, I just I can't believe I'm so lucky you, you never get used to it day. huh never get used no. to that beauty it takes my breath away like it almost brings tears to my eyes sometimes when I see when I'm just going certain places and it is yeah and Colorado is great I, I lived there for a while and it, it is it's beautiful but it's so populated and here everything is just so untouched so to me, it just makes it more more special. What um, are you in pharmaceutical sales? <laughs> How did you guess? <laughs> because I could always tell. I could always tell they love to hire hot women. That's what they do in that line um, of work. And they drive them around, and they meet doctors, and they give them food, and they and then that's their life. Um, all right, thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate you calling, and I love the that. fact that you still love it there. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I could do this all day long, every day. Uh, next week, I guess we'll do it on a Wednesday since it's the 4th of July. Do, uh, Tuesday next week. Do it on a Tuesday next week. Are we even doing Wednesday next week? We're doing Wednesday next week, but we'll road trip on Tuesday. Uh, we'll road trip on uh, Tuesday, but thank you so much for these calls, and I'm seriously, I wish I was there right now. Me too. I'm dying to go. I feel I like wish... I'm missing out. Now, here's the thing that I love, though, that she said about hairpin turns, because if you're doing the family vacation, you will be driving along and then just look down and think, where do I have my children? <laughs> and am I going to make a mistake that sends us off this mountain? And you could be as safe as hell, but you're not used to looking down a quarter of a mile, half a mile. It's like being in a plane sometimes. It's unbelievable. So you just, and everyone's having fun. You're like, shh, daddy's, daddy's paying attention. Kids, kids, seriously, sit back, sit back. This Ron and Fez road trip brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Pit Doc is here. Pit Doc is here, yes. Uh, what, what's up with Pit Doc today? He's brought some delicious lunch. Well, I know Pit Doc wanted us to get in a Fargo uh, conversation, which all kinds of ties in in its own way. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back. Uh, we'll talk about Fargo, but I was thinking about bringing up this topic with you guys as well. The fact that they did something in the Fargo universe, and it works so well, is there another movie that you could do that with? So it's not like you're taking the movie and making it a TV show like MASH, but just saying... You keep the universe and add all new characters. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious. XM. Comedy Channel 99. 
You can always contact the Ron and Fez show by following us at our official Twitter account at Ron and Fez SXM. Once you're done tweeting, you can unfriend Pinterest and check into our MySpace page. So go ahead, tweet us. We like it at Ron and Fez SXM. Get your followers up while at the same time poking us on the Ron Fez Live Journal video chat Tumblr page. At Ron and Fez SXM, the exclusive Twitter account of the Ron and Fez show. And if that doesn't work, friendster.com slash Facebook slash fizzfartshitfuck. It'll give you all the information you need. At Ron and Fez SXM. On Twitter, open 24 hours for your convenience. Hey, buddies. It's Ron and Fez here. Recently, we've had some of the best names in comedy stop by for some impolite conversation. Like Doug Benson. And just ran into Tarantino there and invited him back to our uh, not far from his house in the Hollywood Hills. We were all sitting around getting high. And then all of a sudden, he just got up and said, I got to go. Goodbye. And like ran out the door. And then a few months later, in a Rolling Stone interview, he was talking about that party and how that night he realized that he was wasting too much of his time doing drugs. <laughs> Todd Barry. I don't do anything terribly uh, exciting on the road. That's it. I don't know how the time passes. I don't know how I ever did it without the internet. Because I don't remember reading, like, tons of books. Not that uh-huh. I am very bright. Extremely bright. <laughs> Someone will take that literally and slam me on that. And Tommy Jonigan. I'm doing comedy. It's selfish. I don't right. I don't care about your day and your life. Yeah. And I don't care about making you laugh. I like the way it feels when people, when I make people laugh. When that's over for me, it's more like a, you've served your purpose. Good night. <laughs> the Ron and Fez Show, weekdays, starting at noon Eastern. Raw Dog, Sirius XM, Comedy. Hits 99. Ron and Fizz on Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Channel 99. Ha! 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 I'm at the Pizza Hut. What? I'm at the Taco Bell. What? Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. I'm at the Pizza Hut. What? I'm at the Taco Bell. Nah. I'm at the Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Wait, we're at the Pizza Hut. What? We're at the Taco Bell. What? We're at the Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. We at the Pizza Hut. No. We at the Taco Bell. No. We at the Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell.
Egyptian pizza hut and Taco Bell. Where you at? I don't see you. I'm at the pizza It's the Ron and Fed Show on a Friday. Pit Docs in studio with us. Have to announce the winner from last night's Last Comic Standing live chat on the Interrobang. Uh, every Thursday we do that with Last Comic Standing. Shelby and I will be chatting live as the show goes on. Shocker last night. But our winner for Best Commenter last night goes to Kingston Pete. Kingston Pete. Jimmy Schubert went home last night along with Ida Rodriguez. Ida Rodriguez, you could see it coming. Jimmy Schubert, I thought a little unfair that it ended up head-to-head-to-head, where it was supposed to be head-to-head competition, one-on-one. But then it ends up three people all having to face each other. And Schubert had the best set. I mean, I've seen it done in other times where usually you'd see, oh, the obviously the best set, but it seems like more the person that has the most energy is the person that they like the most. That doesn't even matter about material as much as, like, energy. And if they're, like, interacting with the crowd as much. Well, it's if it was energy, then it's all Schubert. Then, and then um, Rodman, who went up... Honestly, if you saw that act on the subway, you would be scared to death. 
Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Sounds a little... <laughs> it was horribly racist, actually. I don't think so. It just sounded like ramblings of a crazy person. It doesn't matter what color they are. I mean, if Schubert talked like he did on stage to me in the subway, I think I'd be a little afraid, too. I don't want because I want you guys to have your own little break here. I'm just going to point out that we are the comedy station, so we'll be playing all those people. Yeah. You know, like Rodman will probably be a guest here. Sooner or later. I'll be pulling this. It's not like we hate him. No, I just hate that Schubert uh, was uh, voted out last night. Right. I understand that, but you just called it the ramblings of a madman, and he would scare you on a subway. <laughs> Personally, I like how Rodman, all of his shirts are leather. Subway, and I was laughing, not scared, so... <laughs> So that's the last comic standing. Every Thursday we do the live chat on the com. Down to eight at this point. Down to eight finalists. Shelby, you'll have to revamp your power rankings. Your number one and your number seven went out. They're not... Yeah, revamp them every week on the Interrobang. I don't see... It's like, you don't... Even though they're, like, the best comedians, like, if I made one for the NFL, you'd have the Seahawks and the Broncos. They're not going out in the first week, but you can't really tell in this show. Like, in any other show I've seen, the best people have, like, never gone out, so... The challenges really don't, like... You have to do good in both and the stand-up, which... Like, week to week, you could do great one week, and the next, you're going to get screwed. Next week's challenge, they go on the Ellen Show. So they'll be on the Ellen Show to see how they do as a talk show guest in the very well-rounded co- comedian skills competition. And then back to head-to-head. And you can still, there's the Comics Comeback on NBC on the last Comic Standing page where you can vote to get Jimmy Schubert back into the competition. Also, uh, with the Ron and Fez road trip, if you missed anything, if you want to catch up on anything you might have missed on the road trip we did today through uh, northern Colorado <laughs> into Wyoming, that show will be up on demand later on uh, this, this afternoon after the Ron and Fez show. You can catch anything you missed there. Pit Doc, what did you bring us today? Well, I brought you lunch from Animals in the in uh, the Lower East Side Avenue C, and I brought some gifts too. Oh, Ronnie! Damn, Pit Doc! I love getting some nice Monte Cristos from my doctor. Uh, <laughs> this makes me feel safe and good about. Well, actually, for Chris, I brought him. Um, I have a friend who has bees up north, and he brews his own beer. So I have brought him some home uh, home brewed uh, mead. Oh. Which is honey beer. Have you ever had that before, Chris? I've had it once before. It's 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 like caveman beer, right? It's like what they used to drink back in the day. They had bottles of beer. By, by the way, you're the only person I ever heard called caveman back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> For Fezzi, I bought him a a uh, sorry comic book or a graphic novel of Andre the Giant. Thank you, Pit Doc. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Oh. And for Chris, because I know he's accepting hats now, I bought him a nice boonie hat. Chris, you oh, gotta put cool. it on right now. Sure. Yeah, 
think he's coming in. Because we got to get rid of that Yankee cap. That thing's shitty. I'm wearing a Belgium cap. You know, uh, Chris, Shelby and Fez never went over how their chat actually went last night. Do you ever go and check those guys out? I haven't checked them out. Did those... Dude, that is fucking cool for you. Should it be flipped up? No. Oh, down? Flipped up would be crazy. Yeah, you keep it down. Yeah. You actually look good in that, in that hat. Thank you very much. Now, what kind of hat is that? It's a booty hat. It's it's used in Australia, but they had them on sale at Costco. For All right, months. so do you get a good pick of them? That's a deal. Costco's great for hats and giant tubs of mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, thank you, Pit Doc. <laughs> thank you, Pit Doc. Is that your mead? Is this the mead, Pit yes. Doc? I need a bottle. It, it might have skunked and a little bit. Yours in the, is uh, uh, riding around here. It might have skunked here. a little bit in my trunk. I taste taste the bottle last night. It tastes, but I don't drink beer, so I don't yeah. know. If it has I a bet it's a little skunk. Be delicious. Look, check it out. XM Keychain. <laughs> it's bottle very opener. sweet. Old school again. Church key. That's cold too. Thank you. <laughs> you drink so dainty. <sighs> That's good stuff. Thank you, yeah. Pit Doc. Get a nice picture of him in his hat drinking his dainty beer. <laughs> Because that was my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> you don't open your mouth much for a beer drinker. So what's the mead like? It's very, very sweet. Not a lot really? of carbonation, but it's, it's good. It's like good Now, how's the alcohol beer. on it, though? I can taste the booze in it. It's Is nice. it stronger? Or? It, it, it's got a little bit more of a kick than beer, I think, but not yeah. much more. Oh, nope. yeah. Now, were you a Fargo fan? Yes, I was. Now, uh, what did you think about the ending? Everybody was dismissing it when they came out, saying that, you know, the main character, the, the female, Molly, didn't come face-to-face -face with, with Lauren. Right. But I, when I look, you think about it, it is perfect Coen Brothers. No Country for Old Men. The main characters never really meet face-to-face, you know, -face per se. Right. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones never met, uh, what's his name, uh, the one who won the Oscar. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think he met Josh Brolin character either. In Fargo, the main character doesn't arrest, uh, doesn't arrest the, uh, no. doesn't arrest, uh, what's his name? Uh, William Macy. It's somebody else arrest him and everything like that. It's like life. You don't always, you don't always right. have the good guy meeting the bad guy at the end. And the thing is that people weren't getting, she was a detective, really, not a action star. Right. So for some reason, we think in life, oh, detectives, they jump off of trains and they're shooting guns. And then you find out a lot of guys, they're in the FBI all those years and never once pulled their gun because it's not that type of police work. Um, plus, plus the, uh, the fact is that the, her, the Molly's husband, Gus, he did meet Lauren four or five times, and they were important meetings. Right. One where he, he was basically a coward in some respects, right. and then he basically challenged him to with the, with, with the riddle almost to, I'm going to kill you at one point or another. Right. So it made more sense for him to face him, kill Gus, and I mean kill Lauren than, uh, than Molly would. Uh, here's a really good word, though, and I'm going to throw this on you because I don't know whether you thought about it or not. Coward. In an old John Wayne movie... It's cowardly to shoot an unarmed man. He went in there, not with justice on his mind, but cold-blooded murder. And we're all okay with that. However, Lauren, he did have a knife in his hand at the time. He was yeah. just cutting a thing. He had a knife in his hand. 
That's enough for me. In fact, that's why he got away with it, pure and simple. He could say he had a knife in his hand. He actually took the knife away just to make sure he wouldn't hit him with it afterwards, even if he was still alive. Uh-huh. But he was armed. Do you feel like he was in any danger that he needed to pull that trigger? No. I don't either. I think... But you got to remember, the last time he caught him, right. he got away. Yeah. And everything but like see, that. that's so, still vigilante justice. He's a murderer. Yeah. But does it bother you at all? Or do you feel like he's doing this because he knows it's the only way to stop him? He had to do it because the guy was almost supernatural. Uh, it bothered me, actually, when I saw him actually light him up. And, and then, you know, after time, after he, he gets comes to a little bit, then shoots him again. I was like, oh, come on. Here's what kind of bothered me. That Key and Peel got killed before we really... Knew much about them. They came in like, wait a minute, is that Key and Peele in the first episode they're in? Yeah. And then they're in a couple scenes. And then my other problem was, and this is awful, but I wanted Bilbo Baggins to suffer. I wanted something terrible to happen to Bilbo Baggins. And almost falling through the ice was too good for him. I'm sure the shock of the the water probably just knocked him out immediately. I didn't notice this the first time I watched the finale, how they set up a prequel series in the middle of this. Where Molly's dad is sitting on the porch with the yeah, granddaughter, and he, ta- and he talks about, have you ever had to pull your gun? Right. And Just that ta- one night? And he talked about it later in the thing. He says, I was in a, when he talked with Lauren, he says, there was a, something happened in Sioux City yeah. that, you know, he, a long he, time ago. He talked, yeah, he talked about it three times during that thing. But I don't think it's set up as a prequel as much as sometimes things Inter- happen in people's intersect. past, and they never... Get rid of it. You know, this whole thing was you're dragging around what you did. Chris, how do you like yourself in that hat? It's up uh, on Ron Fez. As a man with a giant head, it's hard to actually shop for a hat. Yeah. I think it looks great. I think it looks terrific on you. I wish we could get you a matching coat, and then you go around and yell, I know what you did last summer, and you kill young people. <laughs> I, I love it's got the vents at the top to vent the heat coming off the head. See, it's good, because my head's very hot a lot of the times. A lot of sweat comes off my dome. That's up right now on Twitter, at Ron and Fez SXM. Um... I also like in Fargo that the, the movie they intersect. They don't. They aren't sequels. They just have little intersecting right. points, and that was it. They I mean, there's similarities. They but. definitely did create. They, they jumped into the atmosphere that we love because you're like, here's a place that it would be really nice to live, and yet at the same time, there's an eeriness to it's a frozen hell half the time. Yeah, that whole thing of like you fall into this weirdness of the sky, the earth, both white. I remember the first time that I saw Fargo, I had to like shake off feeling like the sad disease. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, I don't know if I can put up with this winter anymore. And it was, you know, I saw it in Florida. It shouldn't have bothered me that much, but they did such a great job of grabbing that atmosphere. Here's David. David, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I thought it was a perfect ending. He had to kill him because he, he, he was protecting his family, and he was the one that let him go. And plus, Malvo viewed himself as a predator. Predators don't belong in a cage. So he, he, he did him a favor, for one. Yeah, but you, uh, all right, that's what you could say. But if you're on a jury, right, if you had to actually look at that, you'd be like, yeah, did you need to kill that? I mean, we don't need you to take... The law in our own hands. Now, in movies, for some reason, we accept vigilante justice, but we never do. 
in real life. If a guy goes up and shoots a kid toucher, we put him in jail. Yes, but the same guy went into a crime syndicate in, in, in Duluth and killed 22 people by himself. So I wouldn't, you know, pussyfoot around, oh, he might, you know, well, we'll let him go or get him. He's not right. near any weapon or anything like that. A guy like that can do a lot of damage just by himself. He, um, he was an agent of chaos. That was his whole thing. He was in the first episode. It was just a, he was a pure agent of chaos. So just you to stir would, shit up. You would be really great as a as a prosecutor, I guess, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is an agent of chaos. Well, that was some of the great things. Whoever came in contact with him, if you give into his seduction at all, you were doomed. You know what I mean? So that's why we he came into the diner. Those guys. That was the Hitchcockian move. That was waiting for the bomb to go off under the table, and it didn't happen. It never did. But those guys shouldered up to each other, and they didn't know why, what, you know, the connection was. But but they they both knew. knew. Yeah. They were two predators. Yeah, they were, were, um, only one of them could come out of it. Now, Fez had said the day before, oh, you watch Bob Odenkirk is going to die because he's... And I'm like, no, they will not kill him because he never gave in to that seduction. He was a bad cop, but that's just because he wasn't good at his job. He wasn't a bad person. He just wasn't able to handle any responsibility. Um, But you didn't hate him for that. Here's um, Bob in Illinois. You're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, that sounded pretty good coming back from break, Ronnie. I think the series needs to look into getting a Fez and Shelby show. It was it was popping there for a, a while. Um, Shelby's voice that the other day sounded like Fez's inner voice. Shelby is actually picking up on a little bit of Fez. All right, uh, Chris, we were talking about who could, what other movie could we do where you could pick up. That same atmosphere like they did in Fargo. Is there another one? I think in Pulp Fi- the Pulp Fiction Tarantino universe, you could have offshoot characters that are around in California and are maybe have dealings on the outskirts of, like, a say, Marcellus Wallace crime syndicate. I think that could definitely happen. And I think people would love to watch well, it. Well, Tarantino's been th- threatening to do a, a Vince, a Vega Brothers movie for, for decades, but he never got around to it. I think they're too old now. Yeah, yeah he, said, he said they're too old. I, I could have done it, but, you know, now it's not going to happen. Vega Brothers are But speaking done. of intersex, I hope that Better Call Saul, when it comes up next year, not this year, but mm-hmm. next year, doesn't intersect too much with Breaking Bad because I think Bob Odenkirk, I think you ought to give him the ability to basically be the main character and not have the thing. Oh, when is when are when are uh, Wal- when are Walter going to come in and when and when is uh, uh, other characters going to come in? Oh, right. well, Mike's going to be there. Which will if it's just Odenkirk and Mike and Mike Ehrmantraut, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, here's Lewis. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, my TV show would be Do the Right Thing, hands down. I mean, they even did. A spinoff movie from Do the Right Thing, kind of that uh, summer in Brooklyn that turned out terrible. But uh, um, um, I would go with that for sure, because, I mean, it's a big neighborhood. You can focus on different residents in the neighborhood and the buildings. I think it would be great. Now, here's the thing about Do the Right Thing. If you went back and did that now, it would all be white hipsters. Wow. True, but they would have to do a period piece, like right after the radio rocking. Because kind of the do, do the right thing is girls. If you really think about it, uh, eight six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez, uh, Bruce in Louisiana. Yeah, I think you could do it with the Big Lebowski if you went off of Walter's character alone, with without any of the people around him, just fucking John Goodman. 
his fucking storyline, I think, would be fucking phenomenal. Cause yeah, but you're not following writer. any of the real characters. You're just... That world uh, would be the thing. Um, by the way, people writing in about you and your new hat. Oh, good. Uh, let's read some of these. Really manly stance there, Mr. Stanley. Um... Holy shit. I know it's been a while, but when did Pepper turn into an old Vietnamese chick? Only slightly more ill-fitting than his shirt. <laughs> Here's one that just said, says Safari Mo. Straight. Um, get that pinky finger up, you woman. This is me. It says, what a gross individual. You're gross. Whoever said that. You're the gross freak show. Chris opened his mouth like he's ready to take in a mosquito dick when he's tasting his beer. You do. You have the tiniest <laughs> little sip. Do you always drink like that? It's the best way to have a beer. But you can't fit any liquid through it. I savor it more that way, you know? Because I have, look, I've ne I have never had this meat in a bottle before. <laughs> what are you, uh, you shishi Frenchman sw swishing wine in your mouth and spitting it out? So what? I'm classy. I'm sorry if no one can deal with that. Classy. All right, look, I'm the one with the hat on in here, right? Chris, Chris yeah. I can't deal with it. It's too much for me. This way that you drink, it's too much for me to deal with. Um, this one says, every hat Pepper has is a drinking hat. Um, let's go over here to uh, Jeff and Argo. You're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Ron, uh, the movie I'd like to see done in the series is Mad Max. I think that, not the road warrior crap, but that uh, collapse of society. I could see another police unit over there and, you know, just dealing with the collapse of society over there. I think it'd be kind of fun. I'd watch a Bartertown TV show. <clears throat> Why do we love dystopia so much? I don't know, but that's why that's why I wanted to watch that Snowpiercer movie because it's just a, it's a dystopian universe. Like right. I there's a movie this. out right now with Guy Pierce called The Rover that's kind of like Mad Max. It's set kind of after not after everything crashes, but kind of everything goes to shit, and it's kind of like <laughs> there are very few people with uh, resources and stuff like that. But it's just Guy Pierce and Robert Pattinson in a car in Western Australia. It's supposed Some, to be very good. Sometimes I look at Chris and I just think Waterworld. <laughs> I'd Mutation! <laughs> I'd be a smoker. <laughs> I'd be hit chilling. Uh, Peter, you're on the Running Fez show. Yeah, I was going to say, Fezzy and his uh, dead dad can do an offshoot of Ghost. How's that? You know, I like the other show better where it's going to be Fez and Shelby and they were kicking stuff around. You know? That was that was that was a powerful demo. It was the stand-up after show. Yeah, yeah. It was talking dead, but literally like two dead people talking to each other. Talking standing. Yeah, it could be called "Take This." I don't want it. Hot mic. Um, but you know, it was. Th I thought it was three minutes of just pure excitement. Um, although the guy that. Um, Won the prize with them last night. You also gave a prize to recently and then had trouble sending it to him because he's in Canada. Oh, God. Something with our Canadian problems. Yeah, uh, they changed the way we ship stuff out. So shipping stuff international is a little more difficult these days. It's more Why? pain. I, I used to be able to just fill out an international form and send it out. Now, the way it, they do it, I have to give it to, I have to get it down to the mailroom. So it'll be a little difficult, but he will get his prize. I think we ought to do a promo when we say the Ron and Fez show. Some people win over and over and over. When you, you like win the lottery, well, win it fifteen fucking <laughs> times. It's the Ron and Fez show. <clears throat> Kingston Pete, where my meat at? Kingston Pete, he's our favorite. 
Um, <laughs> uh, Aiden, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. How about the, uh, first off, we can't let Pepper Hicks say that he's classy, but how about the, the bad boy in that Bad Boys movie and the uh, crazy Miami, Florida scene? You could take those characters out and make something else around there. I would watch a show called Black People with Great Apartments. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bad Boys is so horrifically bad. I, just any Michael Bay movies. Just, I was watching the last Transformers movie, the second or third one, I can't remember. And every single fucking shot in this movie, Michael Bay, is just from below, and then there's someone looking out and shit's exploding. It's 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 like literally every other shot. It's really fucking crazy. Did you and, see, see the tagline review on the In It Cool News for this, the latest Transformer movie? movie? No. Cinematic piss. <laughs> <laughs> Even Jermaine Lassier fucking ripped it today. It's I two can... hours and 45 minutes long. It's like a Tarantino Coen Brothers movie in the one. Why don't people worry about movies being too long? You don't fucking ever come. It's the same length of every football game that you watch. I love a long movie, but like Transformers, who's what 14 year old is going to be sitting there? If I watch long. it for five minutes, it would suck. Yeah, but a good movie can last. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Lawrence Arabia could have been five hours long, and I would have wanted it to sure. be more of it. <laughs> We're trying to figure this out, Chris. Right, now look at your picture and see why this is coming up a lot. No, your other picture. Okay, okay. Of you drinking. Yeah. <clears throat> the, that skinny forearm is good for fisting. <laughs> why does Pepper have a Jonah Hill forearm? <laughs> I did not notice. It's a bad angle, all right? Get off my back. It's a deformed forearm. This is a great forearm. Check this shit out. Look huh? at it. It's an dude. It's an angle. You know how that happens. <laughs> this one just says, "Nice lips." I never think I did see a dainty way to drink mead. Hashtag Pepper's drinking hat. That's from a girl, by the way. <laughs> And then this one just simply says, go back to Golden Pond, you old man. I don't get what these people are hating. It is like a Golden Pond hat. People are hating on this fucking beautiful you hat for my doctor. You wear it? Yeah, I'm going to fucking wear this hat. I think it would be helpful if you put fishing lures in it. You know, that way you can just reach up and grab stuff. I don't have a problem with that. And anyway, this is good for me because my skin is so, so fair. I burn easily. This one says Captain Jack Daniels. <laughs> Love it. You're like, oh, by the way, now, do you remember that your picture that you put up that you said was the girl of the summer, right? Uh, Emily Ratajkowski, M. Rata. Guess what beat her on hits yesterday? Nothing could have beat her on hits. Naked Kathy Griffin. Really? More people went to N Naked Kathy Griffin um, than your Emily Retta, or whatever her name is. Well, I well, guess Kathy I Griffin's know. woman of the summer. You could put up a Naked Larry King, and it'd probably get a lot of hits, too. <laughs> well, the Hicks girl was naked. Yeah, she was naked for this GQ shoot. There's video of She's her, She's been actually. naked everywhere, though. She was naked in a whole video with, uh, what's his name? Yeah, so? Song of the Year last year. <laughs> it's great. Uh, someone just wrote in the Cockadile Hunter. <laughs> um, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. I just think with uh, Showtime and HBO, you know, the growing popularity of those shows, like you could do a really good version of Shelby jacking off all over. Let's go over here to Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Uh, train spotting would be a good 
movie to do a spin-off of. And actually, that author, Irvine Welsh, writes about the younger generation of those uh, drug addicts, and it's, it's pretty good stuff. And also, L.A. Confidential would be a good I think Danny Boyle's doing that. Man, L.A. Confidential is a very cool call, though. I never turned that movie off, and I love that whole scene there. It's a like fucking awesome yeah. L.A. noir. Romar Tomasi. Should have beaten Titanic. Oh, easily. Easily. Good call on that, Pit Doc. Well, Pit Doc, always good to see you, and I know you got a big night planned tonight. Well, I'm going to go see Hedwig and the Angry Ranch. Oh. And then I'm going to take the subway down and see Snowpiercer down at the Angelica. So, Would you like to take a boy with a large hat <laughs> along with you, but a very deformed forearm? He fit, he fit right in stage with Hedwig. But... <laughs> I, oh, bullshit, shit. Pit Doc. Listen, that was great. I need to take your shit, even though you gave me this fucking hat. <laughs> that, uh, that you love now. I do. It's a great hat. Also, going to, uh, tomorrow night uh, for the Akron Rubber Ducks in Akron, Ohio, it's Chrissy Hine Bobblehead Night. Oh, shit. Night. I'd be there in a heartbeat for and that. And then next week, next My Saturday, queen. it's the Black Keys bobbleheads. There's going to be fireworks. There's going to be there's going to be blasting Chrissy Hine and Black Keys. Uh, and you go to Akron Rubber Akron. Ducks. Where is it? Akron, Akron, Ohio. You never heard of Akron before in your life? Akron, Akron, AkronRubberDucks.com to figure uh, to check out the tickets. But it's Chrissy Hine bobblehead night tomorrow night. It's going to be a party. I loved when she was in here that day. And Paul and Kenton. Pitdoc, you should have been here for the first time. I, I, I caught the tail end of it, and I was so happy for you that you got to talk to her. It was the best. It was seriously the best. I wish you'd shown her the picture I brought in of her. Uh, I know. That would have been fantastic. Um, <clears throat> wow, we really got to get going. Weekends. Enjoy yourself. Thank you to all the callers that uh, gave us all the great stuff out in Wyoming. Uh, that sounds just fantastic. Um, and then it is it for us. We got anything we need to plug? Believe that is it. All right. See you guys back in here on Monday. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite's gone way up to Mars. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.